0: Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Chill, that shit was hard. Okay. Don't you know, no... Nah, I ain't about to do that. <laughs> I'm not supposed to make it stupid This uh, is mine? <laughs> He be
1: so much happier when he get weed from somebody. <laughs> that nigga be so nah, happy. I, I, wasn't, be so I wasn't happy really.
0: I, I made an attempt. I made an attempt. He oh, he came.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, it's not even your weed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they nah. <laughs> got some scissors? Oh, Still yeah, I filmed it already. Huh? I mean, you know, you ain't got to get ready if you stay ready, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children <laughs> of all ages, if you've been smoking rock or under a rock, you now tuned in to the Personal Party Podcast.
0: Cheers. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it
1: wouldn't be right if you do do the wackest ad lib in the game. I
0: wasn't gonna
2: do it. The
1: like, wackest ad lib in I the game. I don't care, my nigga. Dudes.
0: I don't care, dogs. That's my nigga. It's not even mine. I was dead. Like I
1: tried to slow it down. I looked at you from the corner. Of my I, I eye know. I,
0: I, <laughs> I don't think he
1: gonna do it. And then I, you would just anyway, got to. I have another sibling in the house. Oh yeah, I mean? more family in the building. You know, the personal party podcast. Very important. is, is, is based around personal relationships, marijuana, banter. And more marijuana, but, you know, for in in, in hindsight, it's really about the journeys of us. I'm celebrating my friends. I'm celebrating myself because I feel like, you know, you're one of the people that always told me celebrate your wins. Mm. And I feel like we've been in this shit so long and just moving. And, yeah, we celebrate as far as we acknowledge it. But I don't think any of us as our peers ever had a platform That we could all celebrate each other and celebrate our journey and celebrate our friendships and celebrate our ups and downs. And this is one person that was with me day zero. Facts. (laughs) I want niggas to understand that. This is not some shit that just came overnight. Pause. This guy. My first time going to Los Angeles, California. I didn't know what to expect. This is the MySpace era. This is MySpace Black <laughs> Black Planet era. I didn't know what to expect. I'm going out there to go work with Sean Kingston. I'm in Hollywood. I don't really know how the, the weed situation works. Cause at this point to get into a dispensary, you had to know somebody or have a car. Yeah, right,
2: you definitely had to have a car.
1: Right. And and I didn't know how that worked. And I hit another one of my good friends, Mickey Fax. And I'm like, yo, Mick, man, like. I'm going to LA. I'm even Mick. Don't even smoke weed.
0: Shout out Mickey Facts. Mick, Jack Daniels, Jack Daniels,
1: I spoke to him earlier too. He's coming on the park when he's coming to New York. But he's like, you, you know, I'm like, I don't know where to get weed from and shit. Like, who should I fuck with out there? He was like, Nah, I know, I know somebody out there. You need to connect with him. He mad cool. He he make beats too. His beats is hard. It's a dude named Chasing Cash. I'm like, word. The hell? I bet. Next thing I know, my brother's at the Roosevelt Hotel, mm. and he hasn't left me ever since.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and you know what I mean? To go beyond that, uh, it's crazy how it start. Because shout out to Mick. You know, uh, I started Facts. off as a fan. You feel me? I used to... i always been a huge, huge New York rap fan. And... uh I remember during that time period trying to find like, you know, the next up and coming talent and shit that was in the city. And they had this shit called Mad Ciphers at the time. You know what I mean? That used to be a. That name come out again. Public access TV and shit like mm-hmm. that. And I remember seeing you, Nim, Mook, a couple more guys that end up being legends in the game too. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was a fan. I just seen that shit and I right, okay, these niggas could spit. And then over the years of watching Murder Mook battles and T Rex, and then seeing y'all in the back, seeing different faces in the back, other like the battles and shit like that, you know what I mean? To end up meeting you in the situation that we was in, you know what I mean? I think it was definitely meant to be. Definitely. And uh, yeah, stars aligned again. Shout out to Ed Boogie, you know what I mean? Shout out Shipes. Rest in peace, Nipsey. You know that's like the original, mm-hmm. original, original cinematic clip, man. man. Real shit. Rest
1: in peace, cousin Todd. I love you. Yes, yes, that's definitely, crazy. definitely, cousin Todd. You got a Nipsey sure.
3: story? Yeah, oh, we, we got a
1: lot of stories. We gonna get all into all that. that.
3: Yeah, we got records together. Like they got a record together uh, <laughs> over like some of my earliest production facts. You feel me? Before me and Hit Boy was anybody. Facts But too many Too many Too many Nipsey stories Man uh, But I'm excited Like I said man I'm glad to be up here With you doing this um, You know what I mean Ups and downs You know we was just At the game the other day In the suite it's So that's course. the ups <laughs> <laughs> And you know what I mean Dizzle was with me When I I'll not forget One of my favorite days Is uh, The day that I had to go to court And Dizzle was We were was staying in uh, The Oakwoods at the time And mm-hmm. And one thing I can always say about Dizza, he was going to ride with me on whatever move I made, but he never he never supported me doing stupid shit. But if he was just like, if this is what you're going to do, you know what I mean? All right, look, let's That, that get sound it. like Dizzy. That sound like him. And I remember the day I told him that the day came, and I was like, man, I got to go to court today. And he looked at he was like, you going to go? I was like, man, I'm broke, man. I don't think I'm going to do it. <laughs> he was like, you sure? And I was like, man, I got to get this money, man. I'm going to just do the music shit mm-hmm. and just go on a mm-hmm. run. And he was like, all right. And nigga just passed me a blunt. <laughs> and from there, nigga went on a run. Niggas hey, was cooling, son. That was crazy. And then, you know, uh, we went through like the whole Sean Kingston period together. Learned a lot. You know, that was kinda like uh my first experience being able to see somebody get paid for their writing talent. He was one of the first people i seen I was getting pulled in as a writer and being able to work with other people and shit like that. And I think that's a lot of things that people may not know about Smoke is that he always been cherished for his pen. You know what I mean? So to see where you at now, to be able to do what you do, man, like, this shit amazing, bro. Because you really never, you never switched up. No matter what <laughs> opportunity <laughs> came your way, bro. Real rap. Right. That's crazy, Real baby. Right. My you dog. never switched up, bro.
1: My nah, dog, man. The illest shit, right? When we was in, we we all lived together mm-hmm. in the Oakwoods. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to point that out. Yeah. When I started to work with Sean before Beautiful Girls even was came into fruition, when when we was trying to figure out a sound and a structure and Sean was our little brother, so he was really on big brother duties too. Facts, mm, definitely. He mm. was sixteen, he was fifteen, 15 years old. At right, time. Yep. right. Like his phone was under my name because he was using he AOL fucking, Instant Messenger. He wasn't old enough to exactly yeah. AOL. He wasn't old enough to get a phone in his name. That's crazy at the time. So this is how young he was. And Chase really like for one. I was already, you know, working as far as a writer, like, you know, I had, I was fresh off the high tech situation and this was a brand new playing field. Cause this is a brand new person and is somebody that's undiscovered somebody that no one ever heard. And even though he had the, the Patois singing aspect of, of his, um, creative, you know, his, his thing, he still was trying to discover who he was going to be. Chase was one of the guys that was helping me architect the sound for him at that time.
3: Yeah, sound, look, direction. you know what I mean? Direction, everything, right. you know what I mean? Like is knew who he was. Um, and, you know, Shipes at the time, this wasn't Shipes' first uh, rodeo at the time either, you feel me? I just think this was our first time. Working with a situation with like J.R. Rotem and Zach Cass, those were big guys at the time. Facts. Like those those were big dudes. JR was coming off of like working with Dre and shit like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. T Pain. And T Pain. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think he had a record uh that came not too long after that with Rick Ross and T Pain, mm-hmm. that the biggest boss that was real, mm-hmm. real big. Mm-hmm. And um I think that whole period of us being able to be together around each other. Allowed us to sharpen each other. It was a lot of other people that got discovered in the midst of that too. You mm. feel me? Like shout out to Hit Boy. You feel me? I would have not met Hit Boy if I wasn't rocking with Diz at that time. Because Sean Kingston was looking for beats for niggas to write to and shit like that. And so I would be on MySpace browsing and looking around and shit, and I end up finding Hit Boy through a fucking bulletin. And then from there we end up getting cool. You feel me? That's so crazy. I think um, that period alone of us just being in LA, it uh it showed me that it was a job. That was like the first time it felt like a job. Like like we really had something to do every day as far as like curating. It felt like management a little bit. I didn't really know what management was at the time. Right, but right, like you're right, right. saying, like we were showing Kingston every day. Like we watching him essentially grow in front of our eyes. Legit. And every Legit. experience that he go through, we trying to figure out a way to authentically put it in a song because he ain't really lived a life yet at this point. That's, you feel that's, me? He's just young and talented and they just throwing songs his way. But... One thing I could say about Sean is he wanted it bad. Yes, he did. He wanted it. Whatever it is, he <laughs> wanted that yeah, yeah. shit.
0: Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut off? ba 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 ba
3: wanted that
1: shit.
0: We know what that it is. Yeah. He wanted
1: that shit. Now, you know, you brought up somebody that was very intricate at this time with, you know, our set I, you know, just the people we were around in the Oakwoods. Hitboy came from Fontana, I remember, and he stayed at the Oakwoods with us for some time, making beats and doing shit. And after that, what like where what time
3: what was the time stamp
1: after that that surf club
3: was Man, it wasn't too much long after that. It was literally cause that's two thousand six if I'm correct. I would say 2007. I would say the end of that year when uh, I got cool enough with Hit Boy with us connecting over that time period, I ended up going to stay with him. And when I went out there, I just posted up. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And we just started working and working and working. I ended up having somewhat of like a connection to Polo through MySpace already. and well, then, 4, Polo to Dawn. And then same thing with Hit Boy. He had reached out to Hit Boy too. Mm-hmm. And... I ended up talking to hit boy and was letting him know he no he ended up mentioning it first he ended up mentioning that he had com- a connection to Polo already I think Polo had given him a keyboard or some shit like that at the time and I was like yeah dude had hit me up too saying he wanted to cop some beats from me and shit so he told me he was like well Polo about to come out here in a few weeks He's gonna be working on a rich boy album. And so he came out. We met at Chalice, which is crazy that Hit Boy is in Chalice still to this day. That's so so crazy. crazy. But yeah, that's the first place we ended up going to meet. We ended up going to Chalice. We ended up hearing Rich Boy. I remember hearing Throw Some D's for the first time that night, and I just remember hearing Polo beats for the first time because I had I had heard about Polo through his rap stuff with Jim Crow, but I ain't know he made beats. You Mm. feel me? So I thought he was more or less on some like. Starting a label, starting a production company, almost on like some puffy shit, like Mm -hmm, trying to like mm -hmm. align himself with producers. And then but then I was then I went in there and I seen he was making beats. I was like, okay, like this is something different. So that's what made it interesting for me to sign, because I looked at it like this. You know what they, they always say? Don't like don't sign to another rapper or some shit like that. And I guess unless like that rapper respect you enough, you feel me? I kind of felt the same way with the beats. Like it Mm -hmm. was almost like, okay, well, he not in a situation where he taking our beats. Like, cause that's one thing I could say. He never took no beats from us and made it seem like it was his beats. He just was on some shit. Like I got all this opportunity coming off of the, off of this connection that I done got with Interscope and with Timbaland and shit like that. I need, I need to have an arsenal Mm -hmm. because it's a lot of shit coming my way. So he heard our beats, he fucked with them. I ain't gonna lie, our shit was like Timbaland sounding at that time. We was young, influenced mm-hmm. by all that shit that niggas mm-hmm. was making at right. the time. Right. Right. And I think it made sense to him. <clears throat> he was hearing it, he just like, oh, like, this a no-brainer, you feel me? And so he was fucking with Hit Boy more than he was fucking with my shit. But his business partner at the time, DJ Moore Millie, who is a partner in ear Drummers with Mike Will to this day, he was fucking with my business sense and how I was moving. Cause I always, you know me, bro. I always been more of like the visual person. You feel me? Like, yeah, yeah, this the music, but how the clothes going to look, how the video going to look, how the swag going to look. Cause I came up on the Neptunes and that's what the Neptunes was doing at that period in time. They was venturing into doing BBC ice cream. Mm -hmm. They had more than just like beats around them. You feel me? And Timberland was doing beat club at the time where he was trying to get attitude popping. And so I end up meeting Attitude and all these niggas do Polo too, mm. so it was kind of it was kind of like a good thing going over there. So we end up doing a situation um, that led us to go to Atlanta. Then we went to Atlanta. That's when everything just took off because at that time Polo was just hot, Acon was hot, and that was like the start of like Atlanta becoming more pop commercial. Right, right, you feel right, me? Right, like right, right, it wasn't right. just rap no more. It right, was like yeah, we right. got pop, we got Sierra, yeah, we got all kind yeah. of shit coming out of the A now, and then um. I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it up. Don Cannon. Don Cannon to me, he he stamped the nigga, bro, in the city. Real rap, son. Mm, Like, like he became a good friend of ours. He helped us low-key like find where to live and shit like that. We slept on Cannon floor for a little while. Um, and Cannon just knew everybody. The affiliates was just fucking popping. Everybody knew him in drama. And anywhere we went, Cannon was just treating us like his little brothers, like, yo, meet my guys, they from the West Coast, they hard, they beats fire. And Canon was making beats, but he wasn't making beats with the software like we was making beats with the software. software. So we was like the first niggas niggas seen with Fruity Loops.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Niggas is seeing us coming through with the Fruity Loops. They looking at us like, where y'all going to get the sounds from? Like, where y'all get the music from? Everybody was used to NPCs and right, used to seeing right, keyboards right, and right, shit like right. that. And so once we got in the A, we got with Canon, we got a couple more people we got comfortable and shit like that. We got, a, we got our first placement off. And our first one was like Flow Rider this one with Florida was rapping. Oh, rapping. He was rapping at the time. And so we ended up getting a beat off to him. We ended up getting some shit off with Nipsey and Boozy at the time, mm-hmm, too, called mm-hmm, Thuggin. Mm-hmm. Um, Thuggin, that was my We shit. did Tiffany Evans. We did uh, a lot of people at that time that was like new artists. From there, we end up meeting Pharrell, did Tiana Taylor. Mm-hmm, you feel me when mm-hmm. she was coming in T. the game? Mm-hmm. We ended up getting cool with Call Ice Pick J. Rest in peace, Ice Pick J. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Ice so, Jay. um. I think from there, that's when I started figuring out the type of person I was. Because one thing about Hit Boy, he was always going to sit down and make a beat. That was, yeah. Like, that was period. Like, period. Yeah. Like, shopping was going to come along mm-hmm. in due time. But he always was hella focused more than I was on, like, the music is the thing. The music is what's going to get us there. And so I'm like, all right, cool. Well, we got this little thing around us with, like, multiple producers. How can I make this something more? Because if Hit Boy is the one niggas fucking with... It wasn't like he wasn't feeding off of us because we was all making music together, making each other better. Mm -hmm. So it's like, all right, let's turn this into something. They had the name Surf Club already, but niggas didn't know how to get no website. Niggas didn't know how to make no merchandise and shit like that. That's where I just start coming in with being like, all right, look, let's get a logo. Let's make a website. And we did the blog spot. Just so happened the blog era pop and that's what really sent it up. I feel like at that time, you was you was on, yeah, I, cause yeah, I remember yeah. coming to New York and fucking with you. You feel me when mm-hmm. we first started, me mm-hmm. and Kent Money coming fuck with you and shit. I put Kent Money on George Cush yep. the money. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, so I definitely, bro, you are. No, I always say you a big piece as far as me rapping. You definitely the first person I feel like that is respected for his craft that fucked with me on some rap and shit. Like, I fuck with Drake and, and Cole and all them niggas, but I don't got no music with them publicly. Mm. You feel me? Just mm. on, just as a producer. Mm. But I feel like from the beginning, bro, you always been on some shit like willing to rap with me and help me get better. You bro, feel me? I love you. Like, I genuinely so want you to man. win. Yep.
1: You, you know, we connect spiritually through and, our frequencies. It makes sense.
3: Yep, and the same shit happened as, like, when we got a legitimate rapper with, like, Kent Money who really got bars. You feel me? It was mm-hmm. like, all right, yeah, let me fuck with him. And... I definitely feel like us coming to New York, me coming to New York and fucking with you, period. You stamp me here straight up, nigga. If I, I moved to Harlem because of you, straight <laughs> up.
2: <laughs> I
3: wasn't moving nowhere. i was like, hmm, I know some niggas that live in Harlem. Let me move over there. And then come and fuck with y'all every day, walking to the west side. Mm-hmm, you feel me? And come mm-hmm. and kick it. And being able to get cool with third being able to get cool with nim doe and everybody during that time Mm -hmm, period mm -hmm. early waino you feel me Uh, yep east everybody you feel me and um i think it started showing me like you showed me that you gotta be active you feel me one thing i know about you is you always been active like verse wise you always been working bro you always been active and as a producer, you you live off placements, you feel me? It's a reverse t- it's like a reverse way of thinking. You feel me? You mm-hmm. trying to be super, super specific about who what artists you get to and shit like that. And I always seen with you, it was just like, this this the niggas I'm around, this the niggas I'm rapping with. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Right, period. If uh-huh. it's
3: if it's currency mm-hmm. and DD 172, mm-hmm. and if it's Mac Miller, if it's who if it's me, if it's Nim, if it's Doe, you always willing to rap. You feel me? And once I started coming out here and be able to get a part of that, join RFC and be able to do the shows, and we mm-hmm. doing multiple shows in the night and going mm-hmm. different places and mm-hmm. shit, and then at the same time, fucking with Rocky and them and ASAP, and then, mm-hmm. you know what I mean?
1: That's how you got on that tour.
3: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So from putting Rocky and Drake together and Kendrick together, that's how all the tour shit start See, happening. you can't say <laughs> that that too, he, so casual. Yo, he should, yo, he shit. Yo, nigga. Too all right, that was casual. right, let's pause. All
0: right.
1: All right. So now Drake is somebody you've known. You put me on a Drake, Replacement Girls. Yeah. Okay? Uh, that was I, I, that was the first record I ever heard of Drake. Drake and Trey Song's Replacement Girls. Mm-hmm. I love that Girl. song. This yeah. is like 07, I want to say.
3: This 06. I asked low key, I met all y'all niggas at the same time in different spaces, in different months. You feel me? That's
1: so crazy because you, Drake rapped the line like we used to smoke good in the Oakwoods. Yep. And I'm like,
3: yeah. that was
1: our spot! Yeah, you man. know
3: what I mean? So, how did you link with Drake? I linked with Drake straight up via MySpace. Um, Rich the Kid, <laughs> Rich, the, Rich, not Rich the Kid, but Rich Kid, a producer. He had a song. Him and Boy Wonder, they had Drake on their page, and they had songs with them niggas. So mm-hmm. I used to be going through all the different producers' pages and shit like that to get inspiration. Mm-hmm. When I went to their pages and heard the music they had with him, I was like, okay, dude, really hard. He had a joint. Uh, he had a joint with Malice back in the day um called do what you do it was on a nick fury beat yep and then he had another joint um it was like a bunch of loose joints that ended up being on co- uh comeback season okay mm-hmm. and um i remember hearing them and i was just like nah dude different you feel me i heard the singing shit I was like, okay, like I ain't really hearing nobody coming like this. Like one joint, he might just go straight Pharrell on niggas. Right, right. Then the next joint, he going Kanye with the rapping and the singing. Then the next minute, he on some Fonte emotional type shit. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And then he on some Jigga shit with like just go straight bars. And I reached out to him. I had to. I remember I had did something to one of his songs. Like I was chopping and screwing music at the time, and I ended up chopping and screwing his shit, and he fucked with it. And we got cool. We started talking and shit through MySpace. Eventually, he ended up coming out here to work with Dre. You know what I mean? He mm. was working with Dre and like writing and shit, and they mm. put him in the Oakwoods. So it, it was just like, all right, cool. We in the same area. We ended up linking up, kicking in and shit like that. He was recording a mixtape at the time. It was like different people coming through to do different parts on the shit, Omarion, all them different niggas. That's how I ended up meeting Ben Baller at the time and all that shit too. Shout out Ben Baller. Everybody was just like, Drake was just like a magnet when he came to LA, bro. It was like niggas had heard about the nigga on the internet, but niggas, I guess, niggas wanted to see if the swag matched up. You feel me? And so when I had had met him, he it was like he proud of head to toe. Mm -hmm. He dressing like real, real sleek. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, dude, really got it. Mm -hmm. He ain't as he ain't as boisterous at the time, but you can look and tell like he not broke. He not fucked up. That's a fact. That's a fact. So we end up getting cool. I was over at Interscope at the time, so. I was hearing these records he was doing. I'm just like, man, this nigga hard. He he just doing all these different demos and shit. I sent them to this dude Manny Banks, who was an A&R at the time. He he ended up hearing the shit. He fuck with it. He just like, yo, what the kid look like? I end up showing him what he looked like. He ended up saying some lame shit like I don't know if it's gonna pass over. Da 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 da. da. Mm. So he was like, but I get him in on some writing shit. He wanted to put the nigga in with Soldier Boy because Soldier Boy was popping at the time. You feel right. me? Fuck yeah out yeah. Soldier Boy was hot at the time. That's crazy. Um, so he was like, we need hooks for Soldier Boy and shit like that. And I like his hooks, so I was like, eh, all right, cool. You know, whatever works, whatever. Get the nigga in the door. So I talked to Drake. Drake wasn't feeling that. He was like, nah, I'm cool. I ain't really trying to write for nobody right now. I'm trying to get my own shit popping. So I end up doing the same thing with Star Trek. I end up playing this nigga music for Rob Walker. And Rob Walker fucking with it. He just like, let me play it for Pharrell and let me see what's up. Mm-hmm. They fucking with Chester French and Tiana at the time. It's crazy. So shout that. out to Chester shout French. To Chester this Chester ain't French. no disrespect to them niggas. You feel yeah. me? Uh them they was pop they was doing their thing yeah, on the net at the time. time. Yeah. Um Pharrell hear the music. He like. I like it, but it's kind of like it's kind of like imitation. It's like it's, it's dope, but I don't really like know what the sound is because Drake was doing so many different pockets at the time. As a fact, so I ain't gonna say niggas passed on it, but niggas was just like, we'll see. Mm. Man, I remember that nigga did that Man of the Year. That shit tore the internet up. (laughs) That shit was booming on MySpace. (laughs) I done walked in here Mm. looking like the motherfucking man of the year year, where my stash shit was killing Uh the internet, bro. He put a verse on that shit, and then he shouted out Surf Club. And I was just like, uh, he did a Millie Freestyle, I think, where he shouted out Surf Club on it. Please comprehend I am a Surf Club general. That shit just started taking. So... (laughs) People hitting us up, they like, yo, what y'all got going on? Da, da, da. Me and Hit Boy, we're young and scrambling. We broke, we try to figure this shit. He like, man, we we can't sign the nigga. We can't afford him. Yeah. So I'm just like, well, maybe look, we just like play it close and just see how it go. Next thing you know, Jazz Prince ended up getting a hold of the nigga somehow. And then he ended up going to Houston, staying there for a bit. That shit transpired. He ended up hitting me after all that shit was over. And was just like, look, I'm about to go to Atlanta. And I ended up telling him, I was like, well, look, I'm in the A. He ended up pulling up on me in the A again, and that's when we reconnected. Hmm. He was supposed to come meet with Cannon. And mm. I think Cannon was busy or some shit and flaked on the nigga. So me and him just kicked it in the studio, chopped it up. He ended up staying in Atlanta during that time period. That's when he started making, I'm going in and cra- congratulations and all that different type of shit. And then that's when the Young Money shit popped off where he started replacing Bobby Valentino on the road and singing and shit. Mm-hmm. And then he just started bringing me with him, bro. And then simultaneously at that time, you know, I would have met Money Matt at this time too. You feel me? Because we Matt. still doing the surf My club shit. Mother. Um, we end up getting a studio in Burbank. Me and Hit Boy, I end up meeting Matt through Hit Boy. We get cool. Matt and Cole end up being cool from their connection and shit like that through St. John's. I forgot Matt was
2: yeah, exactly. That's so crazy. you know
3: he got super New York ties and mm-hmm, shit. So mm-hmm. Cole end up coming to L.A. for a show. I end up meeting a nigga for the first time, just kicking it with him and cooling. Then after that, um. Polo used to be throwing these skate parties so i'm still zone four at the time still surf club um i this nigga drake hit me up he land, he like yo what's going on da, da, da. i'm like man i'm going to the skate party there's gonna be a lot of chicks there come through so Nigga Cole, he in town. I'm like, man, look, come to the skating party. I'm going to introduce y'all niggas. I introduced them at the fucking skating rink. So this was how, like, the industry was working with the internet at the time. Mm -hmm, It was mm -hmm. like all the new niggas had internet connections because that's how it was. Yeah, that's how it was. Because the game was still so big. Like, I I knew Fab at this time, too. And Fab was almost like, it was almost like unreal hanging with Fab at the time because Fab was, like, still... He's still fabulous, but at that time he was actively like fabulous, you feel Mm -hmm, me? Still mm -hmm. doing records, girl, you be killing them, all that type of shit, you feel me? So I remember going to the club with that nigga and and, and experiencing that and it feeling different from hanging with you and hanging with Drake and shit like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I remember when Drake started getting a little bit more popular, I remember the first time I went somewhere and I knew niggas from both sides. It was like, hmm. damn, I know the new niggas and I know Fab and these niggas. And I'm seeing the two worlds collide. Hmm. So that's when I started realizing, like, okay, I'm like actually a part of like the next class. When Rocky and Kendrick hit though, that's when I feel like everything kind of like being like, again. okay, this the new, this the new class right here. Right, Man, right. Period. Right, point right, blank. Right. Like you, I would put you at the front of that. I feel like your class may not have more as glisten glamour because y'all was like you and Spitter. Y'all was like thugging the it internet. It sucks being first sometimes. Yeah, yeah y'all yeah, was the yeah, pioneer. Yeah. You and Spitter like yeah. y'all niggas was thugging the net. You feel me? Hard. Yeah,
1: even touring, I want to say like, <clears> that we was like yep. the first of the new generation that went on tour. Nobody was actually touring as far as artists going out with each other before Smokers Club. Yeah, it was South by Southwest and it was shit like Rock the Bells where everybody would go and unite. And Pay hey like dudes but the Smokers Club was the first actual tour that started with three people, and it, it led with that for like
3: the first two years. Yeah, and you, you, you know. Crittin' Spitter, y'all niggas is pioneers. And Wiz, too. In Wiz, net. Co- Wiz too. Wiz Obviously. come a bit after that, because I remember- nah, Wiz was the
1: same time, because he was doing college tours, and he was already BMF, blowing merch fast. That was his
3: shit. That was when did was Star Power
1: games. drop? Star Power Drive. Cause I remember being,
3: I remember being actively an artist at the time. Yeah, okay, yes, because I dropped my first shit in 2011, so I remember being an artist simultaneously with Tiger, with Mm -hmm. Wiz, Mm -hmm. all these niggas. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing say yeah, cause I fucked with Say Yeah from Wiz Hard. You feel me? And um, I liked him because he came in with his own lingo, calling the weed Ray, like Mm -hmm. different Mm -hmm. ways of calling the weed, different names and shit like that. But he came a bit after y'all, you feel me? I feel like he uh he brought more of like the the hit making to mixtape. You feel me? Absolutely. Where y'all niggas Don't was rapping, it, yep, yep. he brought more of like the hit making, Absolutely. like I'm about to make like jams, Absolutely. but I'm about to just put them out type yes. shit. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. And I feel like you and Spitter and Crit was like he like a southern version of like the like southern smoke mixtapes and all that shit, but more polished like original music spitter spitter
1: is yoda for
3: us that I, nigga i'm gonna go
1: it. out and say it like my boy he just understood this shit i feel like before we actually got it because i was well i could speak for myself i at that time i was following his lead because i'm learning from my friend i'm sitting next to him and i'm learning that all right I guess they calling us weed rappers because we smoke weed. I right, well, I guess this is what we're going to do. And it wasn't some shit where it was like um, a fad. It was like, you know, we have we learned all together to, to create lifestyle rap. Where you could be yourself. And it could be accepted. Because people don't know it's so many people alike.
2: Mm.
1: And people are going to compartmentalize shit however it goes anyway. So when you're doing it and you're somebody that's doing something genuine, that's how we link. That's why you fuck with me and I fuck with you. It's genuine. And because we make lifestyle music. if It's y'all, not one thing. I would not
3: exist without neither one of y'all. One, because of doing it the way I'm doing it from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And because he had the major connections like I had the major connections. Mm-hmm. And you know how big of a shadow that can cast on you.
1: When you If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a
0: crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that
2: wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. But participating McDonald's.
3: When you know how diverse you are, like Spitter, as much as you could put him on a song with Wayne and them niggas, he low-key got a diverse topic. Of shit he can Absolutely. talk about and beat and beats he can rap on jazzy shit you feel mm-hmm. me trap mm-hmm. shit whenever he want right, to trap it right, right, west coast mm-hmm. shit whenever mm-hmm. he want to west coast you feel New me York if New, York in New York shit New York shit yeah you feel me and right. then with you just you show you, like both of y'all showed me don't don't let your catalog don't let your catalog trick you like don't I feel, I don't think you've ever told me this but ju- I just seen from your work ethic you feel me I seen it from Baby Grand days it's just like hmm. nigga you're gonna work. You're yeah. going to work. I feel like I was spoiled, bro. And I kind of wanted to like have five albums and be treated like, <laughs> it's right, like right, nah, nigga. Right, 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 right. you're going to have to French Montana Max yeah. beat this bitch, bro. Yeah. Like you're going to have to drop 50 of them things mm-hmm. and keep it pushing because you like doing merch. You like doing all these other different things. You feel me? And you not per se going in there with the intention of making a hit record.
1: Absolutely. I don't know what's on
3: y'all mind, whatever. But I know when I was going in a booth, I was not making. I was wasn't thinking about making a hit record. Yeah, was it was about mind. my life. Yeah, and my about, my style of living. You feel me? However period. Yep. Yeah. And when when Future came along, that's when I started seeing like okay, like he doing the currency shit too, where he dropping taste, but he doing the Wiz Khalifa with niggas is trying to make hits. Yes.
2: Niggas young, is young trying young to make hits. Yes, yes, right. yes,
3: yes, bro. And so. I think now, even where you at, where like you did the shit with Ross, you did the shit with Pete Rock, I feel like you and Spitter, Freddie Gibbs, I put mm-hmm. him in there too. I cannot forget Gibbs. Y'all niggas is like y'all niggas low key been doing what y'all been doing. And it's kind of like the internet got the internet got enough uh it got enough versatility now. To support everybody. Absolutely. Because at first it was like the industry anti-internet. So they don't really want to fuck with it like that mm-hmm. unless they taxing you on it. Then it got to the point where it was like niggas got so big. You needed the internet to be able to reach everybody Facts. at one time. Mm-hmm. 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 And then mm-hmm. what with the major shit, they, one thing is the artist is always kind of dependent on somebody else working their shit for them. Absolutely. Where meanwhile with us, whenever we catch a vibe... We can come up with some shit and put it out. Mm-hmm. And that's what i seen you do where you come up with Coney, George Cush the Button, all these different themes and mm-hmm. shit like that. And sticking to an aesthetic, you feel me? I definitely mm-hmm. seen you stick to. I seen you brand yourself in ways I never thought of. Like, right. Like having mm-hmm. these trademarks, <laughs> feel me? Like, you one of the mm-hmm. niggas I know, like, you got a trademark. It's nice. very few. TM. Like, like mm-hmm. Spitter got a trademark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like <laughs> life. yeah, life. Yeah, like niggas got they. They they, they niche and I feel like that supported you more than having to depend on a system being like, I don't understand this record or this got to be a hit because it got to get played in Atlanta. It's just like, nah, I've seen you. Same, I could say Dom Kennedy too. Like y'all Dom niggas genuinely being yourself,
1: bro. Dom Freddy, yes. And go everywhere Kripp, y'all want, nigga. Kripp, and it's Kripp.
3: when I yeah. seen you come to New Orleans and you had fans, bro, I was just like, nah, like this, this is this the route right here, bro. Yep, like yep. you wanna like y'all got a fraternity, bro, of Absolutely. niggas who kept it solid with Absolutely. the rap shit and at the same time figured out a way to bring in a culture that niggas laughed at you feel me you know you know, we keep it real son Facts. we Period. gonna keep it all the way all on the way, this son. I need you here I always that. look at y'all niggas with the wrestling and I'm like I don't oh, know yeah. how these niggas pulled that off
1: <laughs> cause they was teasing me at the beginning yeah, yeah. Facts. it Facts. was very uncool bro, where to the from, where I'm
3: from in New Orleans niggas knew they watched wrestling but, and cartoons but mm-hmm. niggas wasn't trying to talk about that mm-hmm. niggas wanna be hot boys mm-hmm. niggas wanna be gangsters you That's feel me fact. but to see y'all niggas pull it off and then actually end up making it a lifestyle really getting in with the WWF WWE Absolutely. like bro Oh, that's dream. That's like getting your own shoe as a legit, hooper. You feel me? Like, legit. and that's the thing I'm proud of y'all on, bro. Like, niggas didn't just like keep it on some like. And you from the streets, bro. I know you. I know your family. You feel yeah. me? Period. Point <laughs> blank. But Facts. I love the fact that you didn't stay boxed in into some typical New York rap shit. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that you ain't stay boxed into some typical black shit. Facts. You feel me? And Facts. you broadened this shit, and and you made it something that I think is gonna allow you to. Stay around for 10 more years, 20 mm-hmm. more years, mm-hmm. because you associated something that is personal with you within your personality and your music. You feel Absolutely. me? And you're going to be able to sit back in one day if niggas need color commentary for some wrestling shit. They 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 gonna hit you and Wale up, nigga. They come and fuck with y'all, niggas the long way. You feel me? That's a fact. And the newer generation of niggas who are going to follow them footsteps, they gonna probably say like, "Yeah, I came up on Dizza, I came up on Wale and them, because that's the niggas I seen embracing this shit." You feel me? But Mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing, bro. Like the fact that you always been about your craft and you nice. You feel me? Mm -hmm. But beyond that, you not boxed in, bro. Period. Mm -hmm. Point blank. Like I could say sometimes maybe in our conversations. I think my ambitions for you, because I know how good you could rap, was different from your lifestyle. You feel me? Because I'm on some shit like, nigga, you nice enough to really be up there with the with right. the fabs and them. Right. But right. it's like, I can't fault Lloyd Banks for wanting to just do the shit that he loved doing. If he just like to sit up and bar up and put his shit out, <laughs> do it. Because it, it work. Right. You feel me? And right. the same, like we talk about Rock Marciano mm-hmm. and shit like mm-hmm. that. It's like... Mm-hmm. I like his formula, how he talk about I'm putting out my shit on a vinyl. It's going up for this and then for like the first two months. Direct to consumer. Period. I'm getting the most mm-hmm. off my money and then it'll go up on stream. And he'll
1: take two joints off that just so you're not getting the same shit. Just so the people that bought it feel special about what they bought.
3: Yeah, bro. Y'all niggas, y'all niggas brought a yeah. formula that I feel like in due time when niggas be able to look back and see the blog era and the dudes who really, really made it. If I'm correct, you not on none of them covers, right? With like the nah, shit, they dubbed me every year. That's I used why to I'm be saying. High. So niggas gonna to look high. back and they gonna be like, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm low key glad I wasn't
1: on one of those covers. Even though a lot of my friends was on those covers, and it it definitely you know um intensified their careers at that time. However, for the guys <laughs> that was on that cover and it didn't really work for them, that was an expiration date that for a lot of people. Because I just put a put a time clock on you.
3: Facts. Like what
1: you gonna do, and when you don't do it in that time, you cooked. Um, you mm. know, you uh, I want to get to um, I want to get back to the to the Drizzy Rocky um linkage. that you
3: fashion night out? I put them together. Fashion night out. I remember uh, Rock had hit me, or somebody had hit me with Rock that was into that type of shit. Um, and they was like, we heard Drake going to have a Versace party. And I was like, yeah, I'll put y'all niggas together. So I hit Drake. I was like, look, Rocky and them I to come to the party. Them niggas not going to be dressed in no suits.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and so he
3: was like, I ain't tripping. And so they end up linking with him. The nigga Chubbs end up linking up with him and right, hitting right, it off right, and shit right, like right. that. And then from there, we just got cool. We all started kicking it and shit like that. Drake was fucking with New York a lot at the time. And then we already fuck with Tommy Campos, so niggas had the a life shit where niggas had the, sh- the backyard time. and all that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Rocky shit was up next. He was about to do the shit. You feel me? And so um, from there, bro, I just think Drake was Drake always been the smarter one to be like, let me not step on these niggas fingers and let me pull niggas up, bro. Period. Mm-hmm. He, he even if he watched this, that nigga know what's up at the time. He's super super competitive, so he definitely looking at me like. Why you playing me these niggas? I'm the nigga. Mm. You feel me? Like, I remember playing Meek, 2 chains, all that shit. He like, that shit cool, but he making, he making hits. You know, like, niggas making, like, the trap wasn't like how, you see how the trap streaming now? Like, the right, trap is right, streaming. Right. It wasn't like that. You yeah, feel me? We like, it was getting new. It was just like, mm-hmm. okay you had you had, you had had records that you had to make in the South. They had to be a certain type of way, like Lil Johnny, like clubby records, you feel right, me? Right. Then it got to a point where like, I would say Kanye West and Jeezy I put on where the records was kind of more gritty, gritty and more darker. Mm-hmm. And they could be hits, you mm-hmm. feel me? Mm-hmm. But they still wasn't like now where like the, the joints is like super, super streams and shit. So Drake had like the G- Jeezy, Lost My Mind remix, Tony Lost Montana, all that yep. shit. So, mm-hmm. Um, I just was telling them, I'm just like, well, look, I know everywhere else they be playing your shit in LA and why because them major markets, so they gonna play a diverse amount of music in the club. But I would go to the club without Drake and I'd be up in there, and they would not play nothing from him mm. because he was rapping long. You feel me? And mm. a lot of them beats wasn't really like the type of beats that mm-hmm. niggas was mm-hmm. so I'm just like, bro, you need to like peep the meat mill, peep the two chains and them type of shit like that. Then I introduced him to Kendrick too. This was at the t- uh, time Kendrick had like section 80 or some shit. He ended up hearing it. He fucking with the shit now because he listening to it. Then he's starting to, he also smart enough to peep people reaction. Like he may not get it, but then when he see people reaction to it, he just like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. Then at the same time, Chief Keef and Lil Reese and them popping. Mm-hmm. I'm playing like, this shit Lil, all the time. Nah, it's, yeah, it's I'm playing Lil I'm playing Lil, Lil Reese up and I'm playing Chief Keef and all that shit. They hearing it and they just like they you gotta think these niggas put melody on everything. Right so they, right, they right. probably like they like man, that ain't no hit. Next thing you know, Chief Keith pop off, Lil Reese pop off, Lil dirt start popping off, all the Chicago drill shit start popping off. That's when I feel like the dark shit and the trap shit started really, really going up, 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 yeah. up, up. You feel me? And he had to be competitive. And the only way he could compete was the collab. Cause even you seen Pusha T and them Kanye and them niggas they start jumping on records they mm-hmm. jumped on the Chief Keep record mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it damn near sure was I'm a period playing. where like it damn there was a period where like Drake and Kanye and them could make hot ass albums but it didn't necessarily mean they had the hottest song in the club at the time. Mm. And I think they start seeing that shit. That's how Jigga and them niggas got together and was like nigga we need to do it niggas in Paris. Facts. Because you had niggas like Big Sean he coming through Nigga killing niggas, you feel me? Yeah. And Meek Mill coming through with these mm-hmm. fast joints. I'm a boss. I'm a boss. I'm right, a right, niggas right, in that right, bitch. Right. That shit was running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have seen Meek intro go off in the club. This shit was at the intro. And I, I just even Still. before even before that, I'm a boss was running in yeah, that I'm motherfucker. Ro- yeah, and Rick Ross was Rick Ross was running in that time. Rick Ross had um was the he had joints at that time he had this shit oh, with Rico Love on the hook mm-hmm. um, he had just like a bunch of trap mm-hmm. shit at the time a bunch <laughs> of Lex Luger shit that just was killing the club mm-hmm. you feel me and I think Drake got smart he started peeping the sound he started peeping different shit and then Future crept in and I feel like Future kind of uh, allowed Drake cause T-Pain had his own wave it Facts. was totally different. Facts. But I feel like Future came in and it kind of gave Drake a, a view of like, oh, this how you come off on a trap shit with the melody.
2: Mm. And
3: then next thing you know, you start seeing Drake come, he collabing with Meek Mill. He collabing with 2 Chains. And what is he doing on the record? He doing melody, melody. on the record. Right. <laughs> he doing records with Waka Flocka. You feel me? He doing records with Gucci Mane and shit like that. Hmm. And after that, going on the road, we did the Club Paradise tour um that was when i had the record for him at the time too and look what you done and shit like that mm-hmm. that's when i started seeing like pretty much i knew he was destined to be like the biggest bro because i had never i had been to concerts before you know you go to concerts coming up and what's the biggest one you, you went to to me it was jay-z at the time you feel me Absolutely. um rock the mic tours and the, and the black album tours and shit like yeah. that um but that was a lot of black people. It would be white people in there, but it was yeah, predominantly fe- black people. You fe- feel me? Or Spanish people? Right, people who right, come right. from the culture. Exactly. You know me? Mm-hmm. Man, this nigga
0: Drake Br- showing bringing out everybody, everybody, yeah, he nigga, bringing out everybody. Like,
3: ev- like, literally count. Like, it wasn't. It wasn't too many white people. It was like every nationality, bro. And I was just like, nah. He he hitting a nerve in hip hop that I ain't never seen hit before mm. because. It was more like an identity thing. It was more like a, it's like years and years of looking at somebody brown skin be the king. It was like niggas like like Eminem like wasn't like it was a short run. I fuck with him, but uh, but Drake was like the look in the in the connection for people to be like, okay, I feel a part of this shit.
0: Right, and you start hearing
3: the stories he talking about coming from like being outcasted and overlooked and shit like that, and he making this shit sound fire, Hmm. and. He he championed emotional rap to me. Like he gonna forever be the person to me that like brought the emotion where like we you you rap you rap about emotion, but at the same time, nigga know you for being smoke dizzy and bragging at the same time too. Mm -hmm.
0: Braggadocious.
3: Where I think Drake, nigga's gonna know that nigga for being a dude who came in with them emotions. And and he had you feeling that shit in a way that nobody else did before. Mm. And then Kendrick came through. I think, and he put the <clears throat> he put the black power on top of it, and that generation didn't have that at the time.
0: My nigga, talking right now. Oh, this, he knows what the
3: fuck so is. I think that's what he I think that's talking. what make Cole and them. I I say Cole is Cole is Cole is the college person, mm-hmm. the the kid who that story. The the kid who went to school but still want to have a fly life, still mm-hmm. want to be the best. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And Drake is the quote-unquote like outcast like like the anomaly the, like the one you didn't think would do it mm. and then kendrick is the 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 black power of the young generation you feel me like simple as that that's just yeah. what i call it mm-hmm. that's a good one that's a good analogy yeah. i'm thought about it like, and it I, I think it's gonna be hard to be bigger than them just because of they came in with the machine and mm-hmm. they used it properly. You feel me? Absolutely. They got they all three got a unique gift of being able to, like, be lyrical as fuck and mm-hmm. commercial. Mm-hmm. That's that's a fact. I don't know nobody else that really did that's it like fact. that. Hey, Bro- some horns that yeah. nigga that nigga went yeah. crazy, boy. Yeah. that nigga broke the, that shit down. The way they
1: down. prioritize their their shits, so I don't even want to say balance, but the way they prioritize their strengths, they they max it out to to utilize it. So that's true. Like you know. Around this time, I want to say before the tour, there was a time where Rocky had three records purple swag, pesos, and four loco yep and and you know we we were all working close because you know every this is a whole crop of this is the blog babies. so you know we all connected off the internet and you know just being outside. But I remember one session because you said Kendrick. So I want to tie this up. I remember Schoolboy came to the lab to come check me in Midtown. And he did, I think I feel like this is the day he did the verse on Overhigh on Rolling Stone. And I don't I can't recall if Rocky was coming to come check me or if Steve or Callender bought him. But that's when he met Schoolboy, and they did brand new guy in that same session. So the TDE ASAP thing was already a thing that was blossoming. Yeah. So the fact that y'all all went on the road, right? That camaraderie built even more.
3: Yeah, and when when they when they came to LA, that that we was all together, and Rocky shit was fun. I ain't even gonna Rocky fright. had yo. Yeah, I was into Rocky. Rocky
1: too. Yeah, Rocky. Rocky, Rocky's, Rocky his. He had a lot of fun man. yes it rocky was a lot shit, of fun on rocky TV. shit
3: was fun because he had the city he he had the city excited as shit he had the city so excited bro like um he he was the he was the one i seen he was the rock star mm-hmm. like he the rock star out there out that era. Yes. like seeing him, like it wasn't about the verse
2: mhm
3: it wasn't about the beat mhm like he was like he had a, I always say he had a Tupacness about him where you just wanted to see what he was going to do. Yeah, I, like, 100%. Like, like, when I was around, I was just like, what is he going to do today? Like, <laughs> like we 100%. about to go shopping? Like, we about to go here? Like, but he just always, he just always had that energy and he a great person at keeping people around him. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, Absolutely. I feel like he he also had an eye for what everybody had. And he knew that if he put himself next to them, they would get the proper light for people to be able to see that too. And Yam's definitely being special with having the the ear and and the genius that he had. Absolutely. But Rocky shit was, man, like niggas fighting at the Fader shit. Right, right, (laughs) right, right, right. right. Niggas (laughs) shit was fun, Rocky was a rock star. Yeah, Yeah, his shit was fun, bro. Like going on the road and just seeing like girls react to them. Like Mm -hmm. seeing them go through their first star shit because they got in early. Like Mm -hmm. um,
1: Kendrick. And it happened so fast.
3: Kendrick, though. I think he had might have fucked with like like uh, Tech Nine in them already because mm-hmm. J Rock and all that mm-hmm. type of shit. So mm-hmm. he had might have been on the road already before Club Paradise. Mm-hmm. Kendrick then, was
1: on the first Smokers Club. In okay. Southwest Southwest.
3: And then I had been on the road with Drake and Cole a little bit and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And fucking with Rocco also a little bit. Um, but Rocking them came fresh off New York and came straight to came the world, nigga. Straight to nigga. the world. Talk about that. <laughs> and. Breaks. Seeing them get their first groupie experiences, see them niggas hit cities for the first time, and like, them niggas ain't know what the order to eat. Like them niggas is real New York niggas at that time. Right? Like, probably ain't never seen a like facts, no facts, a place that didn't have pizza like that. You feel me? And calves mm-hmm. and shit. So, just seeing how they got together, they stuck together. Um. Seeing Rocky perform and really learning, like, okay, like, these songs is too slow for me to be performing on stage. I got to start f- making better music. Not better music, but more music that got more of a rhythm for me to perform. Mm-hmm. To, and then mm-hmm. performing over the track for the first time and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. uh i never forget, man, this nigga Ferg got one of my favorite moments. We was in Texas. And, you know, in Texas, you do a bunch of shows in Texas. So it's easy to forget what city you in. And we had just did Houston the night before, man. We get on in Austin. This nigga go, shut out, Houston. <laughs> 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 the niggas moved the fuck out this nigga. Ugh. He was like, oh, my bad, Austin. Then they start cheering again. Uh, uh, I said, that's funny as hell. But it was beautiful to see these Moving. niggas go through that shit, you feel me? Because they was doing their best. They ain't know no better. And then it was so many of them niggas on the road. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say,
0: This is ludicrous.
3: But that won't fix your home. They Rocky shit was like, I, I can honestly say that was one of the most fun come-ups that I actually was able to witness, you feel me? Because he, his shit was really trial and error. Like mm-hmm. simple as that. Where Drake had more of like a, a mentorship with coming around with Wayne and being able to see them ne- niggas do it and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So to see all these different experiences, bro, it should just be a blessing.
1: Yeah, that shit is crazy. So right, so I'm 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 staying in that timestamp, but I'm a, I'm gonna move on, but I'm gonna stay in that that whole, you know. 2009 to 2000 let's say 12 so you and Hit Boy produced the record for two legends mm. Lil Wayne and Eminem mm. Drop and you're it. actually my first friend to ever to actually win a Grammy Gr- facts. Grammy but you got yo
0: bro that's <laughs> crazy <laughs> I can't say that's crazy
1: I got you know what I mean it's, it's casual but I gotta I gotta highlight that my boy won a <laughs> Grammy in 2010 over this record How did you get how did you guys get that placement? Like what was
3: how That that came through uh once again, a Young Money connection. So it's a dude by the name of KY, he engineer. I think he might still engineer for Jack Harlow. He was engineering Mm -hmm. a lot for Wayne at the time and doing all the cash money stuff. Um Man, him was cool from the studio. He knew me and Hit Boy. He used to come in there. He used to sit in there with his homie, Willie Will. And they used to be listening to the beats coming out of the room and shit like that. So he just came to, He came to the studio one day in Atlanta. And uh, he was like, man, I got to get some shit with y'all one day. I'm, I'm, I started fucking with Young Money over at the studio at Hot Beats. So I was like, all right, for sure. He hit me on a Twitter DM one day and said to send some beats through. I sent the beats through. I, all the beats I sent ended up getting picked. Mm. And so... Uh, a couple of them went on a Young Money album and then a couple of them with the Wayne, some of them with the Short Dog, different artists on, on Young Money roster. And then that he was like, yo, this one beat, he was just like, hold on to it. Don't give it to nobody. And maybe like a couple months later, he hit me and he was like, man, Wayne used this beat. He was like, it's going to be big. He was like, we trying to get somebody on it. He was like, send me the files because they need somebody to play. They trying to get guitar played on it. Mm-hmm. So I get the files from Hitboy, Boy. I end up sending it over and shit. And then next thing you know, he hit me back and he was just like, yo, what's y'all information and whatnot, da, 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 da. it's going to have Eminem on it. So I ain't know the name That's of the true. track, the <laughs> track or nothing, you feel me? So we know the beat. And so the shit ended up coming out and it's like the talk of the internet, you feel me, at mm-hmm. that time. And the, the, the craziest part was when the record came out, ended up doing Splash, ended up making history, but Wayne ended up going to jail. Oh. So it kind of stalled out everything. He wasn't really able to go on the road and promote the shit, mm-hmm. but... Um from there I think that was like a a milestone that me and Hitboy was able to use to start getting more press and market ourselves we was able to get in source magazines XXL magazine um then that's when the era of like behind the beat came in so I think we was part of the early class of like okay this is a hot record right now now we about to show you how we make the beat and then we end up making a beat video uh that end up hitting the internet and just getting a gang of fucking views that's
0: crazy bro. early and on that
3: people just got People just got tapped in with us from there, and then I think Hit Boy had a couple more placements after that that ended up being big, like some shit for G-Unit, some shit with Beyonce. We did some shit with Beyonce not too long after that. He did... um, what else did he do? He did some other big shit at that time, bro. But I know we ended up working with Frank Ocean at that time, working mm. on some Brandy shit. But mm-hmm. we just was in a good space, bro. Like we was able to really, really connect with people. We came to New York. We was able to fuck with Puff on some shit. I, we ain't mm-hmm. ended up getting I no no last train to Paris, but we just ended up being able to spend a lot of time with him. Mm-hmm. And right, 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 and shit right, like that. One time,
1: like riding around <laughs> in
3: uh, in jeeps and shit, going look for G W. Hell yeah, g <laughs> so, Dap. Yeah, Shout out man, G-Dep. that was like. That was Swagger Like Us days and shit, Mm -hmm, you feel mm -hmm. me? So um, being able to be in record plant, Kanye was making Swagger Like Us. We was just able to be around like a a crazy, crazy energy of people that we looked up to. And I think it made us like want to go to the studio every day and live up to that. Like you would hear the music leaking out in the hallways and you just like, nah, man, I want niggas to come knock on my door. I want niggas to come in here and ask what we doing. So um, just to be able to say that we was in that environment, especially the shit with puff like puff had niggas in the nightlife you feel me like yeah. that shit was crazy yeah, like going vampire. up one oak for the first time and being able to really experience that shit i remember going to one oak and it was robin thick birthday nigga <laughs> and uh and he was in there singing and playing i think he was playing the piano and that motherfucker i was so high i don't even really remember but i just know it was robin thick birthday and me and Hitboy boy used to go back to the to the hotel at night and be talking about this shit mm-hmm. Be like damn like like we really living this shit and it took a while to get to the point where it wasn't dreamy. Right. Cause it felt dreamy for a while. And then it got to the point where it was just like, all right, cool. Now you got to produce bro. Like you really, really got to step up. And then from there, that's when Drake came right after that with 2011 with take care. And that experience really was like the one that showed me like, all right, the person that you knew was going to be the shit is finally at that place in time now you gotta actually come with some shit that's gonna stamp you that's really how I felt mm. I didn't I, I remember having a bunch of records with them, but none of them was getting placed or none of them had like the energy of them that they, they, they was gonna make the album or anything like that mm. and I remember going on a blog he had that OVO blog and they mm-hmm. posted that video and I remember listening to that shit and at first I had replayed it and I was just like man I'm about to just sample that shit straight up cause I was thinking I'm thinking on some like man they ain't gonna clear the sample then I'm like man it's Drake man fuck this shit <laughs> I sampled the shit, sent it to the nigga. The nigga told me he was like, Man, look, take the uh take the drums out on this part. I ended up taking the drums out, changing and sending the files over to 40. And I remember when nigga did the song and hearing the shit, and I just was like, all right, cool. Like, I'm I'm straight. I'm straight. Crazy. I'm straight. And the main reason why is because none of I knew it didn't sound like I was having a I was having a hard time coming up with a sound for him because mm. everything we was doing with everybody else was so hard hitting right, so like right. mm. so like a certain beat a certain bounce and that just was not Drake pocket at the time mm. and I remember I just was like you know what I'm just about to go extra R&B that's why I was like let me go R&B instead of rap cuz I feel like my focus was so like I want to rap. I want some rap shit with this nigga. And that was a live
0: video, you samples, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the crazy part about that shit. That was a live video, you
3: samples. Yeah, bro. And I think the, the RIP, man. The, I think the feeling and and like the the instinct. I think one thing about making music, you gotta go off instinct. When right, you start going right, from right. here, it's gonna be whack. It it probably sound good. It ain't gonna feel good. You feel me? And I know that from making beats. You feel me? Because you can make some shit. And you could you could be like you you trying to think of some shit to do different instead of just going off of the flow. I think that's the beautiful thing about sampling. It gives you like a, a feeling to go off of because mm. <clears throat> sometimes it could be hard trying to produce something that you, you might not be in the mood for at the time. You feel me? Like I might wake up and let's say I got some money in the bank. I might be on some light, nigga. I'm trying to make some right, some, right, some right, tempo shit today. Right. You feel me? But I go in with an artist and the artist is trying to paint a different picture. It might be tough, especially for me it was. Because I'm not sitting down like no classic train piano just going straight to the chords and being like, boom, I wish I was 1500. You feel me? That's mm. why niggas fuck with them like that. Because mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. could go straight to, to that floor. place. Yeah, you feel yeah. me? Yep, yep. And I think the, yep. the thing that happened for me was, get, let me let me get a palette. Let me get something that I know you like already and then let me build from that. And mm. me going to that blog and being able to get some information and being able to get something to build off of, I think always put me in a good space with artists, you feel me? Mm. And even with We Ball, like how We Ball came about with Dom Kennedy, mm. that was some last minute shit. You know what I mean? His man, Jovan, who do Fresh Crew, me and him, cool. He was like, I'm helping A&R, A&R Dom. <clears throat> I, I send a pack through. So I'm like, I listen to Dom Kennedy music. I don't really be hearing him on no shit that's bouncy like that. It's always on some like West Coast shit, West Coast bop. But he do fuck with soul. Right. So I was like, if if I'm from the South or if I'm from somewhere where I like Dom Kennedy, but I go to the club or I go out to a party, what record would I play from him that could easily slide in with all this other shit that's going on? Mm-hmm. I was just like, all right, let me, I'm good with pianos. Look what you've done as a piano. I go straight to some shit. I go through the samples. I hear the shit. I'm just like, all right, let me loop this up. Boom, put a certain bop to the shit. I was like, I ain't never heard dime on like some like N.O. bounce type shit. You feel me? Send it over. Next thing you know, the nigga get on it. Kendrick get on it. And it's kind of like, I think the reason why people fuck with that record so much is because It's just a different Dom Kennedy record. You feel me? Like, it ain't up tempo where it's like super, super fast or like no fake muster shit where you're trying to make some fake West Coast shit. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's it's not a. West Coast music just got a certain bop. And, and and it's like a it's like a acquired taste. That's you feel me? You That's can't just a fact. throw that on in Atlanta and you just can't. get niggas to fuck with it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like with that record, you could throw that shit on. You feel me? And just be like, okay, this this a joint from Dom Kennedy. This a West Coast nigga, but I ain't disturbing the bop. So keeping in mind different people personalities, even when I work with you, you feel me? Like I feel like the most recent shit we did that had Dime on it, you feel me? It's like uh. Don being a person who lived like a, a lifestyle you and that's worth talking about that's absolutely. worth bragging about it was like the the vibe with the strings and the Eric bellinger hook mm-hmm. it, it give you this good life feel, yeah. You yeah. Know yeah. What I mean? Feeling
1: absolutely yep survivor's remorse yeah man yo look i wanna um wanna read something to you this is from uh december seventeenth two thousand and eight wow. And this is my friend, Jesse. (laughs) Before I even get into anything, Surf Club, Zone 4 Inc., Interscope. So, I'm sitting on the cloud with some Jordan 3 OGs on my feet, having Kush for breakfast. Crazy, I know. This type of mental is what actually allows me to keep the little bit of sanity I have left. Also, I use the cloud reference to symbolize I feel like I feel the life that I've been blessed to lead and the core individuals in my life that I share this with can only be sent from the man above, God. Yesterday, I was blessed to get up with the homie Drake, who I'm sure you all know, and if you don't, you're lame. Mm -hmm. He played me some music, and above all, we got to talking about some shit, talking about the music business as well. We talked about how much we've grown in a little time, how much we pursuit of this quote unquote dream we all hold dearly to us i personally feel like drake is the next person to be considered the best rapper ever he's beyond polished his demeanor on all his records just sound like he belongs to doing this drake and chilly chill will help lead the way back to easy listening enjoyable songs i.e jay-z snoop biggie type shit as far as life on another note i'm interested i'm interested to see what happens in the good old u.s of a I've been watching CNN on some OD shit because they talk so much money. Every other word is billions. Shit is crazy. I like to shout out Barack Obama as well and send him all the prayers in the world. He's a real G. They're about to hand over this pile of shit economy to him and I feel like he's going to handle it like a boss should. Inspiring. I'm finished. Surf club. The <laughs> surfkidblacksby.com. I'm like the DJ Khaled with this promo.
3: That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Shout out to
1: Steve O, Stephen Brown. He sent me this. Hilarious. Um, you this this was a time. What what was going on in this time? This is before Barack Obama got elected. Yeah. Well, actually, when he first, I don't even think he got sworn in. Okay. Yet, so December.
3: you know, so um, at that time, I'm I'm still fresh off Hurricane Katrina. So if a lot of people may not know my story, being from New Orleans, I really went through Katrina. That's you know fact. what I mean? So. Um, okay. I vividly remember Kanye West being like George Bush don't, don't fuck kid. with black right. people, you mm-hmm. feel That's me? A, and that touched you different yeah, boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's different when you when you in it. You know what I mean? I lived in a motel because I couldn't go home. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. know what it it's like to not see friends again for ten years because they got mm-hmm. displaced and Shit. um I think at that point in time, I was starting to come into my awakening as like what a black man was and what my responsibility was. Was starting to get into success, you know what I mean? And opportunity and being around people like Drake, who I felt like him coming from Canada too, I wanted to be some sort of protection, you know what I mean? Around somebody who was just like, you know, I come up around people like niggas gonna fuck with you for your talent, but then outside of that, you know what I mean? Like we also got a certain way that we move out here. Absolutely, that he may not be able to read. You Mm -hmm. feel me? And Mm -hmm. I always felt like that about him and Hit Boy. I always felt like they talent. Chili Chill too. I meant what I said. I feel like Chili Chill got derailed by certain business situations that ended up happening at that time. But the response around his music and when people met him was that you feel Mm -hmm. me? Like I always, he always gave me Max B vibes, bro. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, you can't you can't control them, but you kind of don't want to because that's the magic that come with it, right? But the fucked up thing in business is similar to max b a pinstroke stroke can send your career off on a whole nother note you feel me and some decisions outside of music can send you on a whole different path and that's exactly what happened they both ended up having similar careers you feel me where chilly chill ended up having some legal shit happening with him in the street and Mm -hmm. then on some business shit he ended up doing some business that ended up kind of like stalling him out for a bit Mm -hmm. and i think with me being able to look at the economy um i'm also on social media at that time and starting to see that i got more of a voice and i think the main thing was i didn't want to be i ain't want to be typical bro i ain't want to be this person that was just in the music business and then didn't have no opinion same way these athletes feel you feel Mm -hmm. me i'm more Mm -hmm. than an athlete Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i ain't want to sit up and I felt like if I started early doing that shit, it wouldn't put me in no pickle with no placements or nothing. Cause it was kind of like, you either fuck with me and you fuck with the music and you see how I am. And if I'm consistent with the shit and I feel like that's exactly what happened, like Mm -hmm. still to this day, I could get up on Twitter and express my opinion, and I know how to do it in a way that's not disrespectful, but I feel like people now have seen my track record where they just like, all right, dude ain't just saying this shit from no vindictive place. He ain't just saying this shit as a person who inexperienced, Mm because sometimes you'll see very, very, very good opinions from people who ain't valid. Right and so when i see that i'm just like i i take that with a grain of salt but somebody that's valid saying some shit that's a good opinion
2: i don't take that with a grain of salt i listen to them
3: period we may have differences between us at the end of the day but i can accept some shit that i understand is common sense you feel me Mm -hmm. and being if that's 2008 we get in the game in 2006 i'm two years in the game you feel me and then i came in quick because at the end of the day you know, from fucking what you with Sean Kingston, mm-hmm. that's that's like our little training camp, period. But when I go fuck with Polo, that nigga the hottest nigga in the world at the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, period. You feel me? Fergie, fucking mm-hmm. pussycat dog. You name it, right. nigga. He that's the hottest nigga at the time. And then he fucking with Timberland, putting Timbo back in position. And mm-hmm. Timbo got shock value and all mm-hmm. this shit. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy Iovine is just fucking with dude on a different level. And I'm seeing this. I'm meeting Jimmy Iovine. His nephew is my Jeez. manager at the time i'm seeing a soldier boy shit get worked and pushed and all that shit so i felt like at that time i was just like coming into my own and i think if you go look at my tweets back in that period in time i might have been a little bit of reckless i can honestly say that because that i'm young fuck that's it's 21 that's 13 years ago so Mm -hmm. i'm 20 at the time Mm -hmm. but I'm 20 with a different wisdom. You feel me? I don't think I necessarily knew how to express it all the way. And I think that's what the blog was for. Because I'm seeing other people on the blogs do that. I'm familiar with now right. I'm seeing now mm-hmm. right express their opinion. Mm-hmm. But I don't want niggas who not really in this shit just to have the only opinion. Because I feel like for a moment in time, that's what it turned to. Like it, it, it started getting to a point where it was like, if niggas know they couldn't rap, they was going to go the media route. Mm. Then niggas went the media route, and they started covering the media, and then they was the first niggas to start getting these type of mics. And then it was almost like a land grab, where it was like, all right, y'all niggas too busy rapping? Well, we gonna be the niggas reviewing y'all raps. We gonna be the Mm. niggas talking about this album hot, and this album ain't hot. And then you start seeing these rap personalities, rap critics, you start seeing rap critics start having a face, where it used to just be within a magazine. That's a fact. Now they got faces, you feel me, and they popping up with their own individual things, and they not in the studio. One thing about you and you, you know me, son. I don't you know I sit in a session and I don't gotta have nothing to do with it, and I ain't gonna be no I love hater. You in a session. Period, bro. I'm gonna be in that motherfucker being Chases productive. Chases the nigga to be like, I rap
1: the hardest verse in my life to me, and it will be hard to him too. You love it. And he'll be like, man, he rap too long, man. Man, cut that shit down, man. You want to rap all day? You want to rap so walk back? Cut that shit down the floor. You said everything you had to say. That's a fact. And I would be annoyed. Like, damn, nigga, cut my shit down. Cut it down, bro. Niggas don't want to hear all that rapping all day. They heard it already. Get to the point. But he's fucking right. He's right. So I, I just wanted to say
3: Yeah, that nah. And my whole thing is, is my, my whole thing, my, <laughs> my whole thing is, you know, being in a studio, I know that artists get a best. You know what I mean? The ones that really want to do this shit, like mm-hmm. they be in there, like they so zoned in. They they it's not that they overthinking, but I just think sometimes it's almost like uh it's like knowing when to call a timeout on the court. Right. <laughs> right. That's what I think it is. You crucial. feel me? Like That's I'm crucial. sitting here and I'm watching y'all niggas play hard as hell. You don't want to come out the game. I know you don't want to come out the game. You you the starter. You don't want to come out. Timeout, bro. Look, bro. Come here real quick. Chill out. Sit down for a minute, two minutes, and then go back to the scoreboard, bro. You good. Trust me. You just need a little break.
0: Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, But the bag did feel a little light. then
3: you 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 end up seeing something happening in the game Mm -hmm. somebody get a file it'd be the nigga you was checking now he out there all right now now go get back in there because now you got a bench nigga on you go get you go get your buckets now go do your thing go get loose and i think it's the same thing in a studio where like artists like you who got such a great work ethic i don't want i don't want to see y'all go in the studio the same way every day You feel me? Some days you gon' 64 bar cause that beat gonna call for that. Right. But then you gonna have to go in there and be like, I gotta pick certain type of beats because I haven't really been on these type of vibes. Mm -hmm. Now I'm gonna find somebody to sing on this motherfucker real quick. And no ID also told me some shit one time where he was like, you don't want too much of you on a song because music mm. is collaborative, period, point blank. And I feel like-
1: Other voices
3: I, always. Yes. Like. And I feel like a period in my time being the person that can make the beat, do the hook, all that shit, you you want to be the first person on it. Right, right, right. And it's like, nah, Like let somebody else start it off. Let somebody else get a piece of it and, and see where they're going to take it. And then lead, up, follow that lead, and then do your thing off of that. And there's gonna, like I said, there's gonna be a moments where you are gonna borrow. up. I think with you, you always prepare for that. But I think the the gift that you have, with that's his nature, able, yeah, yeah. That's but the gift that you have, it's like a nigga who could score. It's like a nigga who could score a lot. You feel me? It's just like. I I know you could get fifty, but, but pass the ball a little bit. Give me 30, 10, yeah, and ten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pass the 30, ball a little bit, man. Give me 10, and ten. Make some other niggas feel good. Mm-hmm. Make some other niggas feel good, bro. For real, for real. Like let some other niggas get on the, get in on the game with you and, and have a post game interview and be like, yeah, you know, smoke was hot, and then he just started passing the rock to me. That's a fact. And next thing you know, you know, I start hitting, mm-hmm. and that to me is what music is right now. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. niggas have no problem passing the ball. And I think if it stay in this place, it's only going to keep growing. It's only going to keep growing. You feel me? And we, we talk about it with Griselda. And and I tell you, like, I love Benny. You feel mm-hmm. me? I fuck with his shit. Mm-hmm. But it's like you explain to me, like, he doing this shit like the greatest soldier. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. he coming at this shit where, like... Mm-hmm. Let me knock the shit you know, out not the park. Let, let me, me go let me hard do what with what I this gotta shit. do so yep. I do what I wanna do. Yep, exactly. Yeah. You feel me? And I think that's the same space that you in, bro, where like you're starting to expand with your business portfolio. I think a lot of the things that you're doing with the with the weed stuff outside of this is really starting to cement the world that you've been painting for so long. You feel me? I think weed being legal now is just gonna be the craziest shit for, for you, my you dog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's gonna be something that's really gonna open the door for you because. You really like how niggas like, yeah, you the New York Snoop Dogg. It's mm-hmm. like, now you can really start being like yeah, like, yeah, nigga.
2: Stamp been it, on it this. my dude.
3: <laughs> I've been on this shit, you feel me? And yep. that shit is gonna be beautiful, bro. I can't wait to see what you do with mm. it. Man. Question
0: do, I'm my fault, bro. Go ahead. Do you like to be behind the music more and structuring artists or? The artist,
3: I think I've realized now that I like being behind the scenes. I think I like, uh, Did being... that because
0: that what worked out for you more.
3: No, uh uh-uh. uh, I think I think a reality check came in with the amount of work that I put in at the craft, the practice. Mm. Um, I will put myself in the Allen Iverson lane. You see how Iverson don't got no ring. And you, but you see his effect on the game and, like, people and players. Niggas say they meet AI. they like, man, that nigga real.
2: Mm. I'm in that lane. You right, feel me? Right, right, right. Like, I'm like, with you. Like, I him,
3: Hit Boy, Freddie, all my niggas. Like, them niggas got rings. You feel me? Like, because I see him put the craft in. I see him. You put, got a Grammy, my brother. I see. No, no. But look, I realized at that time period who I got that Grammy aligned with. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's like Pippen playing with Jordan. Team it's player. not that I wasn't. It's not that I wasn't practicing the same time like i felt like the energy that i had with hit boy in the surf club it was i'm not stupid it was so good and so big i'm like nigga i'm about to put up i'm about to do my bid. i'm about to do what i gotta do Mm -hmm. but i felt like after that when i was able to start getting a little piece of like j cole drake and rocky and all these Mm -hmm. different things i started seeing how my input and my direction i was able to do that more consistently than I was being able to sit down and make beats for niggas, you feel me? Because mm-hmm. I be I come clean. It's everything Rocky made, it wasn't that I was always liking that shit. I mm-hmm. fuck with the nigga as a person, you mm-hmm. feel me? Mm-hmm. So it was like, whatever my bro want to make, make
2: it. Make, it, make it. I'm just
3: going to give you my opinion if I think that shit going to go or not, you mm-hmm. feel me? Mm-hmm. Same thing with Cole. Cole will tell you, like, I, I did not fuck with Workout, bro. But then he broke down to me. He was just like, nigga, I don't think that's my greatest song. But he was like... I'm at this point where I need something for the radio because I'm being touted as one of like the next up and coming artists. So if I don't got a song for Power 106, if I don't got something for them to play, they're going to be like, that, you song ain't got shit. that song Man, grew. That song grew as popped, it. Nigga. Yeah, that, that shit blew up. And I, and I always use that as a reference for being like, everybody not going to like what you like. And some people going to love what you don't like. Hmm. Hmm. And that's you got to be able to understand that. You feel me? Fact. Like, I know what I like from music. You feel me? I know what I like to hear. And I have my moments where I go outside of the box and I listen to different artists and shit like that. But I was, I'm, I'm, I'm a realist, bro. Like I put more time into being uh, a fan of the science of the game, paying attention to what you are doing marketing wise and the niggas that I fuck with in the business and making sure that niggas like you, like, oh, you, we got a we got a, a relationship with Hovain. And I was gonna get into that next. Exactly, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. So like my relationship with Hovain. From the start, it's always like we met on some kind of like executive type shit. And he was he was working with an artist. I start producing that artist. We start moving as a unit together and shit like that. And so I feel like my brain has always been more on like the the I, I came up on the Puff Daddies, you feel me? Like right. I came up on the bird man's.
1: The record that you made for that guy.
3: Yeah, yeah, you feel me? So I think when when I look back, I pay attention to more of what's going on. Then I tunnel vision out and just be like, that's what my brother hit boy is amazing at. He is amazing at just going to the fucking studio and tuning out the world and sitting down and just making them fucking. And I have my times when I do that. I have my spurts when I do it, but I got to feel it. You feel me? And I think once I started realizing that, Everything that was going on is what made me love doing this shit. That's what made me get involved in the business because I think that's the only way you're gonna stay around. Absolutely. You either gonna be a supreme talent or you're gonna be good at business. Mm. Whatever. So, is
1: that, some people have the worst <coughs> case of both. Now look, I wanna get back to something you said. And I only I mean, people know the end of windows. You can get it. Um I was happy because the eyes was on the city. And obviously. You know everybody knows how far I go back with you, and I go back far with Hovain too. Oh five, oh six, Rich Hill days, and I was I was salty that I did not get that fucking beat. <laughs> I'm not gonna hold you. I was salty, uh... and this was a time where we all was vying for the spot. This is Coney era, like, and you inspired. Coney a lot too So blindly Or maybe you knew because you're just a smart nigga Like that We all was competing Vying for that spot And you would come say hey You would be with me and be like yo I did XYZ For such and such That shit hard Them niggas is going hard And I, 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 you need to do it like this And I used to be mad Like These niggas ain't harder than us But in a competitive
3: way. So and what, niggas wasn't, but I could say this, um I think at the time, Hovane was an X factor. Absolutely. He just was an X factor, bro, like 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 your your guys was so nice, it was kind of hard to get niggas on the same, same page. page. Yeah. You feel me? That was our problem. Yeah, not being like, on the same page. And, and Wayno Waino yeah. was coming in trying to do his best. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like niggas like the nigga, the music on that RFC tape that's on live mixed, man. That shit crazy. Great. That's <laughs> some fire on there, bro. Right. So Even Ralphie's like the yeah, like the shit. Nim was spitting on the 183rd yeah. beast. Mm-hmm, like it's mm-hmm, some shit, bro. Mm-hmm, it's some mm-hmm, shit, mm-hmm. like. I remember the NIMLO wave song mm-hmm. and like all the mm-hmm. shit. Like me and him had a crazy choice. Wait, like, what was the
1: shit we did? Orange Bowl? Is that the name? of Yeah,
3: it? Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we had like with the Mookie hook. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's with the Mookie mm-hmm. hook. Like so, Lucky I job. I just think that I think that we was catering to we was catering to the individualism too much in RFC because niggas knew you was the leader and niggas knew you was the guy, but at the same time. Doe was getting in the bag. You feel me? And and Nim was hard and Mm -hmm. effortless with him. You feel Mm -hmm, me? And then mm -hmm. 183rd, me and him hitting it off. And we Mm -hmm. did a whole tape together. You feel me? And third was just like, third was... Third was like a uh like an one producer. Like that nigga yeah. was like a street baller. <laughs> like that nigga he, facts, didn't, even facts, yeah, he facts, didn't even have a lot of sounds. Yeah, he didn't even have a lot of sounds, but whatever he had, he was just making was, the shit work, making, you feel me? Making and making bangers doing. with the shit. Facts. So I feel like I was able to get with him and just start being like, like, I think you could be way more polished, you feel me? And mm-hmm. I think the I think the one thing with the the other situation was the other niggas was just riding. They they were just rolling, bro, period. Yeah. And with the fact the way that the way that dude was he he also was getting he also was getting a different energy that you was getting. You feel me? I feel like you you was accepted and you was welcome because you was stamped at this time. The crew thing was a new was idea a new for idea. you. Yeah, yeah, that was real. a new idea yeah, for yeah. you. Yeah. And I think also because niggas knew you for fucking with Spitter and all this different Mm -hmm. shit, too. Mm -hmm. It was like niggas probably trying to see, like, how is that all going to come into play? Is Spitter going to be on a project, too? You feel me? Because, you know, people had their connections that they want to continue to see go out through your music. But on the other side of the coin, dude didn't really have no producers like that. You feel me? Like, niggas was counting them out. Niggas was saying all you rap about is this. Bad energy. You feel me? And... I think my my main thing with you was like, I knew y'all had the same connections because it wasn't like you didn't fuck with Ebro and it wasn't mm-hmm. like you didn't fuck with Rosenberg and mm-hmm. all these niggas. But I felt like the space you was in, maybe I probably didn't send you that beat because a nigga be with you, you feel me? And then I be with with dude, and we out doing jiggy shit. Like, well, like niggas is me. doing parties. And, and I ain't
1: gonna lie, I like dude shit, and I like dude Nah, nigga, time. yeah, dudes, the time, it, dude was cool. Man, he, was, he definitely you know I mean? was. So it never was a personal man, thing. Man, nigga pulled the a,
3: okey-doke on niggas, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, look, I didn't, I, look.
1: Yeah. <laughs> look, no, though, but, but you know, it ain't no love lost, it ain't son. no, but, sure. but at the, you know, however, you know, I don't even want to get into that, <laughs> but, At the time, you know, I never had an issue with dude, a real issue, never was an issue at all. It was was all all competition, bro. I I I felt that way for everybody at that time, from Bronson to every niggas I was next to, I felt that way. Even though it was all love, they all my comrades, but, you know, that's that with that. Now, let me ask you a question. There's something else that you had said, where it's like, you know... You listen to somebody that has experience or just not you, just period. You would listen to somebody with experience more than you would listen to somebody that might be saying the right thing, but is in experience in that field. Now I feel like one of the biggest misconceptions, it seems correct me if I'm wrong of chasing cash to, to some people that are a little sensitive. They may look at it as an ego thing. I'm sure. I get a lot. and, And me knowing you, Right. Because I'm somebody that confides and listens to you because you're a GPS. You know how to get there. Mm. Right. Has there ever been a time in your career where you felt like your pride got in the way of the business?
3: Yeah. Yeah. too. surf club and OVO. Like, like I feel like the way I handled the Drake relationship at one point could have been handled way better. I felt like the nigga owed me something. Like I was mm. young, like I was young. I'm seeing niggas boom, and I'm 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 so used to being around a nigga. I'm not understanding that this a privilege. Mm. Like I like nigga in the Beverly Hills hotel for weeks at a time. <laughs> like mm. like nigga paying for your food, it, and then you seeing other niggas get it too. So you kind of getting. I'm used to the shit, bro. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm just like, all right, cool. I feel like I'm playing my part. So like now, where is my opportunity? For me to get the alley oop, you feel me, and I just handled it poorly. You feel me, like little, like little catty shit. You feel me? I feel like I could have. I, I feel like I could have just been more grateful of the opportunity at the time. Not saying that it could have happened if I would have got my mind right, but I just think at the time, dude had started doing it so big, and then Rocky and all them niggas had started shooting up. It, it and then Rocky had gave me a verse, so I also think that kind of fucked my head up too, mm. because I'm looking at it like. Okay, like nigga, y'all niggas got a song together, but Rocky hot. Like, like it's a difference between being a homie and being hot. So Drake, Drake not at homie level no more, but I'm thinking he is. You feel me? Hmm. So in my mind, I'm just like, damn, nigga, like, can can a nigga get a verse? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yeah. Man, it was good. Yeah. Like, it was good. I feel I like feel and, and like, and it's not like he denying me because niggas is going back and forth, but this Drake. It got to be some shit that's yes, hot that's too. Hot. It can't just be some homie shit, but I'm stuck in the homie mind. I'm like, nigga, we've been rocking since day one. Nigga, like it should be like, nigga, give me the magic. Nigga, like, right. but I'm seeing rocking all these niggas. They got a team. So I don't got no team either at the time right. because I'm part of niggas teams. Right. So I'm I'm starting to sit back and I'm thinking, then I'm, uh, then with the surf club shit, me and hit boy wasn't no beef, but I went my way to start my artistry. He went and fucked with good music. And I felt like instead of instead of playing both sides and being like, all right, cool, like, let's like still still be close to the niggas, still this, it was kind of like a gap just ended up going in between niggas for a period of time. You feel mm. me? And we communicated and shit like that. But I think it left people who was used to seeing us together for so long wondering. Mm. And then this nigga never stopped. Mm. So he keep going. So niggas is like, what's up with Surf Club? But you know why it hurt? I'm the only person getting that question. Mm. Niggas ain't coming to Hit Boy really saying that, you feel me? Because he booming. He niggas in Paris. Right, right, right. (laughs) Niggas looking at you like, what's up with Sir Club? I'm like, ah, ah. (laughs) But the grace of God, you feel me? Brotherhood is strong, you feel me? And niggas end up patching it up. But I could definitely say that period where I was just like... Your vision can be stubborn, you know what I mean? It got to be flexible. I understand that now. Like, my vision got to be able to fit other people in it and how they want to live their life. I think my shit was on some shit like... I seen niggas rock like this. Why we not rocking like that? Mm. And it's like, bro, I don't know what Drake going through when he go home at the end of the day. And then at the same time, I don't know what hit boy going through. If I'm not calling and trying to communicate with them about that, cause I ain't really know about communication at that point either. I'm young as fuck, bro. And we all just really like going off rap. Like, mm. uh, like I felt like even the relationships was just like, they ain't start getting personal on some like, trying to figure out grown man shit into the rap shit just started becoming like a thing. Uh, it, it was, it was so popping and niggas started getting a success where niggas could do their own thing. Now, when niggas ain't got to lean on each other like that, no more and niggas can start expressing themselves. You start yeah. being able to see niggas not yeah. saying for real, but you get being able to see what niggas really want to be on. And Drake started building out OVO. I didn't feel pushed out, but it was like, at the same time, it was like, I don't want to be OVO at the end of the day because like they my niggas, but I'm still thinking about how I'm gonna figure out this surf club shit. Right, right. Then I'm seeing Hit Boy do the good music shit, and I'm just like, well, fuck. Like, how can I tell a nigga who fucking with Jay Z <laughs> to
2: stop fucking with them?
3: Like, I can't. Right. You feel me? And it put me in a place of like, what, what? Who are you? What type of person are you in business? You feel me? Because mm-hmm. I knew people fucked with me personally at the end of the day because I still had you and many other people as friends at this time. Mm-hmm. And Money Matt being a backbone for me at that time going through all this shit. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Um, He another person. He stick to his guns. Yeah, so does. that's why I think he was a- I was able to lean on him because at the same time, whatever I needed, I was just like, you know what, bro? I need a team. He was like, I manage you. I act I act like I'm your manager. Then Dow came in and then I added a person. So once I mm-hmm. started getting a team, I started feeling like it gave more of what I was saying, validity. It's kind of like, dude ain't tripping because he got some other niggas who also some good people and some good thinkers fucking mm-hmm. with him now. Mm-hmm. So once the camp By Respect Crown Bear shit start coming along and I start being able to go around people with my own shit, I think people just started receiving me differently. And then once I started seeing that, I was like, I don't want to just be known for placements. Like, I'm cool. I'm cool on one Grammy. I swear to God. If a nigga end up getting more, God bless. But I'm really cool with one. Um, I would rather be... Okay, you seen how we ran into stout the other day? Mm-hmm. I'm on some shit like that, bro. I, heard I swear to God. I'm I on some you. I'm on some getting the homies deals that they ain't think they could get. Mm-hmm. I'm on some getting them the deals they think they could get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm on some like, yo, look, you know, I'm in Nashville now. You got 25 on you to go in on this business? Cause we about to build some shit down there. I'm on that, bro. Like, I'm on some Rick Ross paid off chickens. You feel me? Like, I can Big get business. paid off the vegan. You feel me? Like, I but I don't really I, I I love Rap City. You feel me? I don't think I love rapping as much as I love living a life. I you, you feel me? That's I what makes you this. special, bro. You okay. got a great balance of both. You know what I mean? But like I say, like I was gonna say earlier, like I've seen you go in the studio. And if you got studio time, you going to use it. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Um, You know how I am. Nigga, it'll turn into a podcast and that motherfucker.
1: That's a fact.
3: Straight up. Straight up. Unless I really got it on my mind to do yeah. some music or make a beat or rap, nigga, go on that bitch and talk life. Because mm-hmm. I like the aura. Mm-hmm. And I know it rub off on other people who might get on the mic. It's infectious. Yeah. So for me, mm. it was just like, then it took me to see the movie about Clarence Avant. Gave me a lot of perspective on, like, who I could be what in this shit. What a great fucking Yeah, movie, you feel right? me? So, when I start seeing that.
0: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
2: Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go
3: to your happy price, price line. And I start seeing like. How he handled the babyface L.A. Reed shit mm-hmm. and helped him get a better deal. Mm-hmm. That's me. Like I want to get in. I want to get in position to one day be I like. He's you. the Godfather. I yeah. That. I know. Hit. Bo- I know. Hit. Boy is the greatest. Y'all need to give him a deal. He need a. He need a Beast by Dre type deal one day, nigga. I, period. I, I'm sure he's gonna get it. You feel me? You with you, nigga. We need, nigga. We need you to be the the black on Rolling Paper that everybody fucking with, mm-hmm. nigga. Period. Point blank.
1: I'm gonna I'm be the first black uh, wrestling promoter.
3: Look, this like shit. Look, Smoke. Man, look, and where, and was we, where, was, where was we? Where was where was we the other day amongst
1: them people, amongst them people. Yo, I want to say out loud. Thank you for taking me to the Knicks game. Oh, love, man, yesterday. that's the goal, man. Cuz I haven't really been outside, right? I get dressed to sit at my desk,
0: right? <laughs> but what a game, what a game to go to though. But
1: I went to the last game of the season, you know what I mean, and we was amongst a lot of good I got to uh Relink with, with a good friend of mine Pete Davidson Shout out to Pete Davidson I saw him at the game Fucking You know we was amongst A lot of great energies Great people Questlove Nas Fat Joe Steve Stout John Stewart Leon There's a lot of people In, in the building And I want to appreciate you and, and thank you For nah, thinking of man, me Nah To man. fucking
3: Go to that fucking game Cause you nah, know I'm a die hard nigga bottom. Nah that's the goal man And honestly you know Look, man, I'm one of them niggas, I sit up on YouTube and watch them old DVDs, and Jim Jones and Dame Dash, they two of my favorite niggas to watch, and I love, my one of my favorites is Dame taking Jim to the art show, and like, huh. introducing him to niggas and shit like that, you feel me, and that's just what I'm on, bro, like, you feel me, like, Connecting the we dots. familiar with Steve Stout and all these <laughs> niggas, but we ain't seeing them in them spaces. So I want us to not just see them niggas in the street and not in passing. I want them niggas to see us in peripheral, you know what I mean? And see us in these certain areas where they operate. You feel me? And I think that's the biggest thing that I could do right now, man. It's like, I want us to be in these places where I know our music is and I know our energy is received. And you see how we in there watching the game, enjoying it. But at the same time, what is my mind always on? Like, this shit could be wavier than this. Absolutely. Like, yeah. why the DJ playing? <laughs> like, why yeah. you not playing he DMX? He playing West Coast music. Why you music? not playing Dipset? Yeah, like, you playing? Yeah. And and I think that's always like New York. From the time I came to New York, I've always felt the love, man. Like, this a place where niggas will tell you, you do your first show, you'll get booed coming from the south. Mm-hmm. And I ain't got nothing but love every time I done not perform <laughs> here. You feel Absolutely. me? And I think it's also because people see how. I pick that. up the yeah, I pick up the yeah. energy. And I think that's one thing about New York is like if you can if you can assimilate and not be corny, they gonna fuck, fuck with, you. with you. Man. you Just don't be corny. Don't be out here trying man. to be and be yourself, man. Yeah, you feel me? And I think that people know that I'm not from here, but they see me fuck with the people on all levels. You feel me? Like I could go to Dykeman and fuck with my nigga. Dark mm-hmm. them. I could come to Harlem and fuck with you. And mm-hmm. nigga, we walking. Facts, like we niggas walk. is walking from the west side to the east side oh, to go, go get on, food, we nigga. To Evelyn's kitchen, shout out to Evelyn's you kitchen. You know what like, I mean? Like, and it's like I think I like I, I I think those experiences is is how I want to continue to build. I don't want to be a nigga that can't pop out. I hmm. like the fact that I could pop out. I like the fact that we went to the game sure. the other day. And if niggas knew who you are or they knew who I was, niggas was letting us rock out. Facts. It was love. You <coughs> know what I mean? Facts. Then when you seen your man there, you and him chopped it up and mm-hmm, kicked it. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think me and my me and my shorty go back and forth. We be like, you don't fuck with New York, do you? I'm like, I do. But I'm like, I don't think I'm in this. Sp- I think my thing is this. I know where I see myself. And in New Orleans and in LA, I'm in a great space in my life. Niggas fuck with me at home. I could damn near do whatever. And in LA, I've been there. That's like, I, I became a man there. But and why I feel like uh, this the one place where you can't leave too long. Because if you leave, this bitch. They and move fast, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. So I ain't going to front. Chain, A nigga, came back, A nigga yep. came back intimidated, bro. Like, how am I going to catch the groove back? Like, what's popping? Because, you know. At that time, I could lean on y'all. I'm like, I'm I'm in Harlem. I'm about to just go fuck with the homies real quick. Whatever them niggas doing today, that's what I'm doing. Right, right. right. Now, nigga, 33 years old. You know what I mean? The game is upped, And Mm -hmm. it's like, all right, cool. Got these relationships. Let me figure out a way to use them. And luckily, niggas get tickets to the game and shit like that. So I'm like, let me bring you in hove. You feel me? And that's because I know that y'all active out here. That's me leaning on y'all again. Mm -hmm. Because... If I would have went to the game by myself, I'm sure I would have met all them same people. But the energy around me, I probably wouldn't have been confident. But I'm confident mm. around y'all. You feel me? Mm. And it's not that I'm not a confident person, but New York City? This, this, this is, is New York. City. The big apple, <laughs> <laughs> New York, bro. It's, it's New, New York. York. and I'll be
0: feeling That's that. That's a I, fact. I, I know
1: how that shit This shit move, boy. Word. So, right. So, my my, my, my guy show has this segment on our show. <laughs>
0: oh, it's my turn?
1: Yeah, um, I'm gonna just play a little stupid music.
0: Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. Look, give it to me. Pause, pause. All right, so
1: this nigga got (laughs) a segment on the show called "Porn." porn, There you go, porn star. No
3: homo. No
0: homo, but my nigga, it is. But it is. Yes, sir. Do you got a porn star the week for me,
3: Francesca James?
2: Throw that nigga. (laughs)
0: Yo, we about four for four.
2: Yo,
3: I'm (laughs) pretty. Francesca James. James. Yo, loving it up. The hair has spoken. Francesca James. Yeah, man. Nah, she she official, man. Uh, I got put on to her Mm -hmm. years back. Young bull. (laughs) Uh. But yeah, nah, I, 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 Colombian, yeah, yeah, that's for sure. They uh-huh. they go crazy. But yeah, just I just always like I just always liked her scenes because they like passionate as fuck. She got a crazy body, right? Um, and then after that, I'm going to go Tiana Trump. Super super, she go crazy. Yo, she know my how to nigga act. is spitting. This nigga is so yeah exciting. yeah yeah. And then Not- I, uh.
0: This is I, a movement. Know, I
3: ain't no pervert, but look, I, I can explain to people. I explain to we people. Men. Wow, yeah, we men. Yeah. We men. I look at porn like that shit, like game tape. You feel me? It's like watching and One. You know, when you've seen a hot sauce move for the first time on tape, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> you mortifying. see a nigga put it in his shirt and I'm hit the like ball around. Go, bro. That's what porn is for me, son. <laughs> so it's like I see a nigga do something to a champ. I'm like, ah, ah. I gotta try that.
2: I gotta try, that. <laughs> they I gotta fun- try they that. fucking with that in the
3: 2021. Yeah, I gotta try that. Yeah, you got to stay up to date. That shit like lingo, bro. Yo, yo. <laughs> like, okay, look. Nah, son, I went to the beach. I went to the beach recently. And when I went out there with some friends, me and my partners and some chicks. And a girl was talking to me about something about, like, TikTok or some shit. And I ain't know what it was. She was like, oh, you showing your age. I was hey, like, ugh. I was like, ah. Like, she was like, yeah. She was like, you don't look like you. Want, she was like, you look young. But she was like, you don't want to. She's like, you got. You might not be on TikTok, but you gotta know about what's popping on TikTok. I with the and I'm time. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's like staying up to date. Mm-hmm. So I think sexually is the same thing, bro. Like, that's a Whatever fat. you on, like I said, niggas. Some people get freaky. Some people get extra freaky. But yep. I don't think that you can be out here where women are observing the society grow. You feel me? They getting more free with how mm-hmm. they come confident in themselves mm-hmm. and what they willing to let men try on them. That's a fact. If fat. you into that, you feel talk. me? If you talk to them properly about it, but. You can't just be having missionary sex, bro That's like 98 yeah. shit over 70, Missionary Man, can't, listen, you can't brother You can 1998 sex, They giving sex, out bro. the 2021 yeah, Dome yeah, right yeah, now Yeah, not a dot. It, right no, it, yeah. no. it, <laughs> it ain't <laughs> no. right unless it got bubbles on it, sis
0: It ain't right unless it got bubbles If you ain't got bubbles on my head On the head, gang
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sit it over there but I ain't not, fucking he with he you, sis He not That's old school Yeah I need bubbles Yeah, dry head is 98 Dry head, Hey, but sis, I might head, kick head. you,
0: sis. Real rap. That's equivalent one to that. One, one handed head, one handed head. That's two
2: thousand. You feel me? Come
0: on, man. Wireless. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, Put that's your that's hands that's behind, that's your, that's behind your back, sis. Do not touch me. Don't. If you touch me, I'ma choke you. Don't touch me. Oh, man. Yeah, I might go too hard, but you know what I'm saying? Nah, say? You nah, know what I'm saying? But nah, yeah, twenty twenty one head so out I, here.
3: I truly think is that I think you know one thing I learned. You know, Clubhouse had a little run. Mm-hmm. and I'm I'm appreciative of that because you know as artists as the type of people we, we kind of live in a bubble at the right. end of the day we Absolutely. don't really got to be out there we don't got to be out there door to door and um, I feel like on Clubhouse it allowed me to connect with other black people black men and black women who are into the music we make they listen to our music but I'm actually getting to hear how they live to our music mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm hearing about the relationship problems and how black women may not feel protected by black men and then mm-hmm black men may feel misunderstood mm-hmm. and then this whole narrative of like uh black men not being with black women and mm-hmm. shit like that so mm-hmm. while i'm sitting there and i'm listening to this type of shit i'm just like okay it sounds like a co- communication barrier and i think it a is. lot of times it's it because is. with black people being in a position we're in only a small few of us get that privilege get that experience that come with it too you feel me to be able to go around and have the option to date people of different nationalities or the option to date people from a different place than you you feel me Mm -hmm. some people ain't never dated a person that ain't from they same city or same state so they don't even know what it's like to be introduced to uh a different mindset like i can't i can't pinpoint that like girls in the south like this more sexually than girls in the west but from my experiences personally I could say it's more free-spirited women on the West
2: yeah, no, no, <laughs> than it is fat. down
3: south. You feel me? Yeah. And I think it's because of what they've been exposed to. Mm-hmm. They've been exposed to the sexuality <laughs> and a different type of confidence. Where sometimes the shit down south, girls may grow up spiritual. Family. So they don't family, yeah, family, family oriented. Family so they don't really want to expose that. Mm-hmm. They rather do it privately. Then sometimes privately might be too late for a nigga. Cause That's a nigga, a you like, you might get the wrong nigga in the bed. This nigga not into that. Yep. You feel me? So I think with <clears throat> going back to what we was talking about like I think people gotta use porn in a healthy manner I don't understand how niggas get hooked to it that's ridiculous but oh, hooked, I definitely think if a, <laughs> I think I think as a man if you can't show your chick a porno you you weak inside bro yeah you know, like, that's like a, if you think you looking real. at porno and you cheating on your broad then you got a got sick connection to Yo, it you feel me you gotta talk. you got a sick connection somebody fell
0: nah this is New York City but, don't worry about but
3: it but I think I think that's where dudes get lost. Like, I ain't never even seen a chick, like, I ain't never really seen a chick in a porno. Tiana Trump might be like the closest one I've seen to a chick that I look like I might fuck with in real life. Life. Like, for realistic real. Realistic. Like, woman. Realistic, yeah, like, and I'm yeah, with you. But I'm other with than you. that, the white ones, the whatever's that is, they, they not even my type. They be beating the face, you feel like, me? You. But they actions that they doing. If I could peep that and I could show a shorty like, look, hey, different skills. You ever peep that?
0: Mm-hmm. P- <laughs> porn is not always about how a chick look; it's about what she can do.
3: It's never how a chick look to That's me. That's a fact. Like I said, they ain't do not. They ain't never bad enough to what I've seen in my real different life. world, Maybe. man. Yeah, yeah, but. Definitely, I think dudes just gotta like they gotta be healthy with that shit. Yeah, I nah, facts though. When I nah, hear fapping all that shit, I I'm mm-hmm. like, what is that? Like y'all niggas sit up and just beat y'all meat. Hold on, who, what's that? What, what, what's you fap, fap? Fap? Like what niggas what be, be calling that shit? It's like some real white boy shit. Yeah, yeah. like call it fapping. I guess it's like slang for like jerking off and shit oh. like that. They got
1: a slang for whacking a
0: weasel.
1: Yeah <laughs> Oh, so <laughs> yeah, I guess there's
3: like niggas that just stay home and yeah, do that all they day. Just be wilding you?
0: Nah, I mean I guess outside. I get I get I get outside. You to say outside. I, I do not even know show. what that he was, was bro. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I'm going to give it a 100 <laughs> with you. You know what I'm saying? I give it a good little 45 of the hour, but I yeah. got the go.
1: See what I'm saying? Niggas T-M-O's got to chill. Right. So, look, bro, I want to say again, I love you. Thank you so much. This shit was dope, man. I couldn't wait for you to come to New York so I can have you come up here. Nah, this is great. So we can chop it up. You know what I mean? And I'm usually the one to leave with the gems. But if anybody follows this guy... Or if, you, if you're not aware, Twitter. follow the hair, T-H-E-H-E-I-R. Yes, sir, on Instagram. On Instagram and Twitter. Chasing and Cash
3: on Twitter, Chasing Cash. Chase, the letter N, Cash with the E on the N, C-A-S-H-E. And Chasing Cash on everything. You can type it in on Instagram. It'll come up even though I ain't got the handle. And uh, more importantly, can't buy respect, man. Can't buy respect.com, can't buy yeah. respect on everything. I appreciate you rocking my shit, you feel me? Oh, yeah, I appreciate it. I'm you. mad
1: I'm wearing this shit right now and nah, I got my good. I got it's all good. my hats right there. I got it on right now. So I right, cool. So, right, you know, all right, cool. so I mean? look, I would say I, I usually leave my my listeners, viewers with a gem. But being that I got a walking gem here, I feel like gem. you're the one to leave the gem.
3: Hey, yeah, man. Uh what I would mm. like to say is, man, as as black people, man, as all people. If you uh, a fan of a a lifestyle of positivity, like I don't fake nothing positive. I remember being a point in my life where I was depressed and I had negative energy, and I make it a point every day to start off positive before anything. You know what I mean? I'm never gonna stop being honest about my opinion and how I feel, because I really only say things to see the world be better. And the same things I ask of people, I ask of myself even more. That's why I wake up, I get up, I work out. You feel me? You seen recently? I had a whole transformation of my body and shit Mm -hmm. because. I felt like I was a person who talked a lot of shit, but then in the physical, could I back it? You feel me? If I had to help somebody, could I be strong enough to pull somebody out of a car the same way I could motivate somebody on Twitter? You feel me? So for me, it was beyond the <clears throat> the spiritual and the the, what I'm saying in the spiritual is the Twitter stuff. You feel me? I feel like that's all coming from like a real place in my heart, but beyond that, I think, physically i think uh i'm up to the task now of what being a man is and what being a leader is so i just would tell people to do that man like definitely focus on your health i know we put a lot of, into our craft and everything but we got to put more into our bodies and more into our health i do not want to see people who got the energy and the power to make change uh succumb to their own choices you <clears throat> feel me because you can't blame nobody but yourself with that type of shit we all know what we eating <clears throat> we all know the type of people we choose to be around and for me, like I said, man, I am just i just want everybody to be positive. I want everybody to look at their weaknesses as an opportunity to grow. My weakness was bad posture. My weakness was, you know what I mean, uh, weakness in general. You feel me? Dang. I feel like overlooking my weaknesses. I felt like I tried to make it seem like I didn't need to get up off my ass and challenge myself. I felt like I thought I could meet everything mentally and think my way out of everything. And sometimes life's going to meet you fist to fist. And I think now that I done got physical, I done got boxing, I done got the fitness shit, I feel like I got a holy trinity of mental, spiritual, and physical. And and people greet me that way now. You feel me? Like I know what it feels like. The respect is different. <clears throat> yep. You know I know what it I feels mean? like when when people see you put the work in and, and get right and that energy of um of a hero, you know what I mean? And I think that's important to me right now. Knowing that I'm getting older, I want people to not look up to me in a shallow sense i want people to look into me you feel me i want people to look into like what i'm doing and if it's something that they like you feel me i want to be a vessel to help them get into it and find themselves. so just like how i started doing pull-ups and niggas started and jumping rope and niggas start seeing me do that and they start jumping on it whatever else i could get into that could help lead people to a healthy lifestyle that's all i'm on bro period
1: I love it. And hearing that healthy speech, <coughs> I'm going to take my fat ass back to Eric Kelly because he sent me some exclamation marks the other day to get back. Yeah, man. You got to stay it's, boxing, it's, man. A, it's different when niggas see you, you know what I mean, boxing because, yeah. you know what I mean, make niggas look at you. Yeah. You. talking about you. Yeah. Because you keep fucking playing with me. I'm, you know nigga, what I mean? Put the pause on you. Nah, shit. we can get in there. I hit
3: this them. Shit, I seen crazy. them posts. I hit that fast. nigga today. Uh-huh. Them back in there. You yeah, know what I mean? All of us got to get them hands, man. Shit, we got
1: kids. We got fucking playing. We got one kids, of we got sons Suplex this nigga Anyway,
3: I love you bro Nah, no, I love you too, What's man What's that
0: stupid shit you say? Curls for the girls, waves for the babes, and that's for the hood rats
3: Hey, I got Hey little- show
0: <laughs> <laughs> your Broadway whole personal party podcast ahead, nigga Really?
3: When something happens to your kitchen, you might say
0: This is ludicrous